Hey, Brad. What's going on, Adam? I got some exciting news. Holy crap, they're making a Mighty Ducks 4? <laughs> no, but now I'm just really upset that they're not. Oh, they should. The exciting news is that beginning Wednesday, August 10th, exclusive About Last Night episodes will be airing on TuneIn. That's right, featuring just Brad and Adam, the original OGs. I know you guys love... The ALN episodes that feature amazing celebrity guests, actors, musicians, incredible people with amazing stories. But starting Wednesday, August 10th, for 12 weeks, Brad and I will be releasing episodes with just Brad and I. Cool. I like those guys. It's going to be great. Uh, and where can people get these episodes, Brad? They can get these exclusive episodes on the website, tunein.com slash night. That's T-U-N-E. IN.com slash about last night, or you can download the TuneIn app. Type in T U N E I N and get the TuneIn app to stream these exclusive episodes. Or we also have a player available on about last night podcast.com. You can go to about last night podcast.com, click on the TuneIn player, and stream the episodes live from there. We can't emphasize this enough. These are exclusive episodes to OnlyTuneIn.com. You can't get these anywhere else. Only available to users of the TuneIn platform. New episodes of Just Brad and Adam doing the About Last Night podcast. No guests, just Brad and Adam. Oh, well, maybe Al Pacino. He'll come in and have a couple of appearances. <laughs> and preview his upcoming episode of The Pacino Attempt. The Pacino Attempt coming this fall. What was it? You kiss you. And then you kiss you. <laughs> That's every Wednesday starting August 10th on TuneIn. Brad and Adam exclusive about last night podcast episodes. You love it. You want it. And you can get it starting Wednesday, August 10th. And now enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with me, Adam Ray. And me, Brad Williams. <laughs> you went super high with your voice right there. I don't know what you're talking about. That was very dwarfy of you. Okay. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Happy Monday! Hope you had a great weekend. I sure did. Sister and uh, my brother-in-law came in to visit. Came to a Mad TV taping on Friday. Had some shows on Saturday. Kicked it by the pool on Sunday. Just a great weekend with the fam. Don't get to kick with my sis a lot, so it was uh, pretty rad to get to do that. Um, Mad TV taping was incredible. So many... Great sketches uh, on the horizon. They're having a um, break from tomorrow night's show uh, because the Olympics are in their final weeks. So we will not have a new episode tomorrow. It'll be a repeat. But then uh, starting up again next week, all new episodes for the next uh, five weeks. And uh, so much funny so much funny coming your way. Um, I'm really pumped. So if you haven't yet, tune in to the new Mad TV on the CW, 9, 8 Central, Tuesday nights. Check it out, CWTV.com, for all past episodes. Uh, it's been a blast. The cast will uh, be making their appearances on the ALN podcast in the next few weeks as well. Might have to pick that up once the season ends, uh, just because we are crazy busy right now. But uh, be on the lookout for those awesome conversations in the coming weeks. Uh, today's episode, one of my favorite episodes we've had, no joke, uh, in the last five years, not only is it somebody who I consider one of my best buds, but uh, he is at a roller coaster of a ride. Highs and lows, like like any career. But the work ethic of, of, I don't know if it's matched by anyone I know. The guy works hard. And uh, I don't know if a lot of people know that. Because he's a good-looking dude. He's funny. 
He's had a incredibly successful career uh, since he moved from Seattle to L.A. in 2008 when he uh, was a finalist on Last Comic Standing. Uh, moved down to L.A., stayed with me for a month uh, to uh, get himself acclimated to L.A., and he has just killed it since. Um, and uh, and we talk about that uh, in the episode today, how, how all the hard work and uh, dedication he put into his craft and uh, trying to get better and, and make his mark in Hollywood has, uh, has been overlooked a little bit by, um, you know, maybe the way he looks and people thinking that, you know, funny, good-looking guys... Uh, like our guest, just uh, get shit handed to him. But uh, he will uh, prove prove that theory wrong today on the episode. I'm talking about my buddy, the one and only Jeff Dye, Ken Washington's finest. This episode has everything you'll want. Inspiring stories uh, from a guy who uh, you know had some, some learning disabilities uh, early on and how he overcame that, how comedy saved his life. Uh, his new show, Better Late Than Never on NBC, where he travels the world with Terry Bradshaw. Henry Winkler, George Foreman, and William Shatner. Those stories are incredible. Uh, the dynamic of working with those guys. The show sounds amazing. It premieres August 23rd on NBC. You gotta watch it. Uh, Jeff is so fucking likable and and hilarious. And uh, some of the stories he gives you, the behind the scenes stories of that show are, are gonna make you want to watch it. Uh, he's been on NBC's I Can Do That, Last Comic Standing, uh, uh, Comedy Central. Uh, he made his Tonight Show late night debut on the Jimmy Fallon Tonight Show. <clears throat> Excuse me, last week, and you got to look up that clip. It was incredible. Jeff breaks down that whole experience from prepping for it to doing it to the reaction after. It's uh, it's a really heartwarming story. We also get uh, into Jeff's new friendship with Russell Wilson, Seahawks quarterback, uh, and going to his birthday party, meeting Beyonce. A lot of laughs in this episode. Like I said, some inspiring, insightful shit, too. Jeff is a hard worker and a great dude, and, um, and uh, he, you know that makes for an entertaining podcast conversation. So enjoy the hell out of this one. Follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff Die. I'm at Adam Ray Comedy, at Funny Brad for Brad, at Alan Podcast, at Alan Podcast on Instagram, Adam Ray 33 on Instagram, Jeff Dye on Instagram, at Brad Williams Comic on Instagram. Brad Williams is on the road again. Uh, Brad Williams is on the road touring with his stand-up uh, coming to a city near you. Check out bradwilliamscomedy.com for his tour dates next weekend. I'm sorry, this weekend, uh, August 18th through the 21st. Brad's in Tampa at the Tampa Improv, August 18th. Uh, through the 21st. Get your tickets at improvgot.com and go see Brad working out his new hour already. Uh, I am in L.A. for the rest of the summer doing Mad TV, but uh, Labor Day weekend, September 3rd and 4th, I will be in Seattle, Washington at Bumbershoot, the music comedy festival. So pumped for that. Um, get your tickets at bumbershoot.com. I will post all the dates on my website, adamraytv.com, where you can also find my fall schedule which, holy shit, is filling up. Um, uh, you know, you blink, and the next thing you know, you're, you're traveling every weekend from September through December. Um, all my dates, I'm coming to uh, Detroit. I'm coming to uh, Webster, New York, Rochester, Sacramento, San Diego, San Antonio, Burbank, Erie, Pennsylvania, Timonium, Maryland, uh, Maryland <clears throat> Tempe, Arizona, Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, I'm coming everywhere. AdamRayTV.com for all those dates. And of course, when you're coming to the shows, uh, bring your merch, your ALN hats, mugs, shirts, posters, 
All that good stuff uh, is available at astoymerchandise.com, E-S-T-O-Y merchandise.com. Go pick it up, bring it to the shows. We'll sign it for you, and you can support the pod that way. Also, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Tell your friends and fam. Uh, and when you subscribe on iTunes, click on the fifth star on the iTunes page. Give us give us a five-star rating and comment on the iTunes page. Let us know uh, what you love about the podcast. Helps us climb the charts and gives us that extra little connection with you, the viewer, that we love, which is why, if you have not yet downloaded the TuneIn app, do that. I know we had an advertisement for at the beginning of the pod. Brad and I are doing bonus exclusive episodes, just Brad and I, that you can only get if you have the TuneIn app, which you can get at TuneIn.com. Get that app. Every Wednesday, a new episode of Just Brad and I, the original host, the OGs, uh, is there for your listening pleasure. So enjoy it. Get it. It's fun. Extra episodes. Who doesn't love that? So download the TuneIn app, get the bonus content, and now that we got the TuneIn info out of the way, those are the Twitter handles, that's the merch info, those are the tour dates. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with our buddy, the one and only, Jeff Dye. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and... You stayed in New York a, a few extra days so you could see a Broadway show because you've never seen a Broadway show. Never seen a Broadway play. And spent a big part of my life thinking that kind of stuff was gay. Like, yeah. I don't go to plays, man. Yeah. And now that I'm a grown-up and I've conformed my own opinions and I don't have to and, like, and you're And you're secure and with nice your sexuality. Yeah, exactly. You're like, whatever, I'll go see I'm a play. Like, why am I hating anything that I don't know anything about? Yeah, but, but it's... Uh, now, what were your uh, apprehensions about Broadway? Like, was it, you just were like... Every person I've ever met that's been in a play, I'm like, I'm going to hang out with that guy. <laughs> Am I the one exception? <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. And me? <laughs> well, but here's the thing. Uh, I didn't meet you like while you were doing like theater and stuff. And if you, if you had... If, if I had, I'm like, oh, God. Because <laughs> they really do... There is an extra level of, of musicality in life offstage for people who are like deep into it. Yeah. Like, yeah well, I mean, when, when I was going to high school, we went to like theater conferences where like it, it was like a bunch of high school theater departments all all, all come together and my school always kind of looked around and was like oh, fuck are these geeks <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> well, and, in my defense some people might be listening to this and be like what a douche he spent a big part of his life like judging theater kids i'm sure those theater kids didn't see like football players yeah and, and we're like sure oh, they're all invited no yeah. they were like fuck those guys <laughs> yeah like, they're the same the jobs yeah, yeah it's when the same, you're just young the and way. stupid you just reject anything yeah that, you know, that's not you yeah, that's not exactly. going to the but same But now way. that I'm a grown-up, I was like, I'll check it out. So yeah. did Wicked change your... Yeah, man. Evidently, it's like that Wizard of Oz. <laughs> All right, you awesome. need to start a YouTube channel where you review musicals. <laughs> yeah. Evidently, it's kind of... You mean Wicked? You yeah, mean dude. The soundtrack that I have in my phone? Yeah. But turns out the movie was uh, all wrong, dude. Wait, <laughs> the movie was all wrong. Yeah, yeah. It turns out that the Green Witch was like the, the good, the star, you know, yeah. of the movie. <laughs> but when I watched it as a young man... You know, I thought she was like bad, and like, yeah. I was like, "Kill that bitch!" Yeah, yeah. she was misrepresented. Get her water on her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get but, her wet. It's gonna yeah. be a long time to dry because it's cold out yeah, there. She's like a mogwai, man. <laughs> but uh, but then it turns out that's all backwards, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then you add a little music. Was there a song you particularly resonated with? Nah. <laughs> 
you like any of them? I did like that. Yeah, I guess okay. that was all right. Yeah. Yeah. There was one part where uh, the monkeys were flying around and stuff. That yeah. made me happy. That was cool. There you go. And uh, <laughs> Flying monkeys, always a good thing. And For then there sure. was like a goat teacher, which was cool. It had kind of like a vegan twist to it. Like, yeah. save these animals. <laughs> it was nice, man. <laughs> a vegan twist. I'm sure that wasn't in any of the reviews. Yeah, because she yeah. couldn't find a man or anything. So she was like, yeah. well, I wish animals you know, weren't treated so poorly like yeah. me, like us green people. And initially I was like, man, fuck green people. Yeah. But then, <laughs> then you she, heard those she turned vo- you me heard around. That voice. Yeah. Yeah, I was like with the cool kids. I was like, yeah, man, fuck this green bitch. <laughs> but, but then I felt guilty about it and realized that she's a person. Sure. Because uh, green people are pretty annoying. Man. I, I mean, don't know, man. I mean, uh, they've. So, are you going to start the Green Lives Matter movement? I, I feel like that oh, should already be started. It should already have been going. <laughs> sure, quite right? Honestly, Absolutely. In this economy, was there another show? In this economy. Was there another show that you had like been uh, deciding between, or was like somebody told you like Wicked's the one? No, because um, that's a big deal. Your first Broadway show. It was a bit. Yeah, it was awesome. I was really excited about. It. Well, the one th- I wanted to see Book of Mormon. Because everyone's yeah. like, you'll love it, dude. You'll, that's a great like, one. You'll absolutely love it. But uh, So that's what's next on the list. Book All of right. Mormon. I think you'll love that, too. Yeah. Um, your reason going to New York was yes. to do The Tonight Show. Yeah, it was awesome. With Jimmy Fallon. You crushed. Thanks, man. And I think I texted you this. Like, you've done a lot of cool shit. Yeah. There's some stuff you've done that we can't mention on this podcast that I know you've done. Yeah, that's, that's been coming great. up. Well, yeah. wait. Smoking pot with Snoop Dogg. Can you? Pretty big. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. You can, that's that's what yeah. I can. All right. Yeah. And I'm not good at weed. <laughs> Just that so, sentence alone. So at least you. Uh, know. So at least you smoke with an amateur. It's, oh wait, no, um, it was Snoop Dogg. It was the greatest. The story is funny because it was on a show called I Can Do That. Yeah. And I, I ran up. If you know the format of the show, like you compete, you race with all your uh, co-stars to hit the button to see who you're going to get to work with. I saw mm. Snoop Dogg. I ran right up. I hit the button first. I got Snoop Dogg. I worked with Joe Jonas. and um, Who's not like a homie. Nope. All, <laughs> what was that? I said he's not like a homie. Oh, right? I said he's, he's not. I was like, yeah, oh, no, yeah. he's a homie. Yeah, yeah, he's a for friend. sure. He's yeah, the okay, greatest. Yeah. His sweetheart. And uh, but he's shy, you know. They all expect me to be the big dumb animal. I'm like a dog. Going in on that show, right? Because it was comedians, musicians, uh, right? Mostly, right? Everyone was something different. I was the only comedian. But everybody probably, and I think this is true for most shows. When there's the comedian, even on a panel, they look to the comedian to be like, "Dude, you have the most balls out of all of us." Hey, you have. There's no rules for you. Yeah, yeah. That's the best part about being a comedian. That's why I always say, "We're comedians, man. We do what we want." Because even when I get in trouble. Everyone just yells at my managers, my agents, the producers, like, who gave the gun to the baby? <laughs> nobody's nobody's no ever mad at me. But they're like, it. well, he's a comedian. We expect yeah. him to fuck up. He yeah. He's like, going to be a dumb moron yeah, trying yeah, to get but, attention. Yeah, but you put him in that scenario, yeah. so you're so you're to blame. It's the greatest part about being a stand-up comic. Yeah, I think uh, uh, someone once asked uh, uh, Jim Norton, because uh, they're, they're like, uh, so what... What in your past, if it ever came up, like uh, would it ruin you? He's like nothing. The, the stuff I've admitted to, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. It, it could ruin yeah. any other a- actor, actress, sure, whatever, yeah. would just ruin their career. He's like, there's nothing. There's yeah, nothing. Tracy Morgan was like on, in his act for years, talking yeah. about how, um, how like if you know, like if I think the joke was something like, if I'm son, fine with gay people, but yeah. if my son was gay, I would that stab would him. Really, yeah, I would yeah. stab him. And then all these other comics around LA were like, oh, I better scrap that for my act. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> take that I think part Joe out. Coy had that exact bit. Yeah. Pretty, like, I, like a lot of comics yeah. did that kind of antidote. Like, gay becomes real when it's actually in your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Coy had a, uh, Joe, Joe Coy had a joke where if he came home and he saw his son fucking a girl you'd be like yeah that's right. my boy but then all of a sudden if like another man popped out from under the covers yes. like is that your dad and yeah like, ah! and then yeah. he like and then he would like freak 
freak out. Right. And even the even the late great Geraldo had one where he goes, he goes, look, and he goes, he goes, and he goes, and if and if my and if my who gives a shit, I got two others that I got a good chance of getting into heaven. And then he goes, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. he goes like, he goes, it's fine, you can come to Thanksgiving and bring your boyfriend. I don't give a fuck. But you know, there is a line if you start fishing the turkey right in front of grandma, like we might have to talk about some yeah. different travel plans. You and know? all that did was like when the Tracy Morgan thing happened, it was just a wake up call for other comic. Oh, I better tighten some oh, of this yeah, stuff man. up. Yeah, yeah like, that's better, all that happened. Better, better rate my gay jokes. Didn't better. affect their lives. No, yeah, like, that's the beauty of being a stand up comic. So, so you pick Snoop. So I pick Snoop. I, I'm going in the first day to work with him. It's in the same studio that uh, he recorded like all of his first albums. Shut like, his first up. Three. So we're not only with Snoop, uh. but we're in this really iconic environment. Does he talk about that when you're in there? He's like, no, nah, he's bad. He does did. no interest in socializing with us at all. Like oh, he liked man, me really? and he liked Joe, but like all the producers, the cameramen, all the directors, he didn't like. Mm-hmm. He, like it's not that he didn't like him; he just had no interest. Wasn't looking to, to make new friends. Exactly. Yeah. Well, did you I bust mean, his balls at all? And also, they represent like authority. You know, yeah. it was like a bunch of cops in there. Like, all right, listen, here's the schedule, Snoop, and he'd be like, "Man, get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> and he'd just start playing music on his on his computer. It was incredible. Talk about a guy. But, you know, like he's a guy that's at the point of his career where he's reached the point where he could stop giving a shit. Yeah, yeah he about stopped those a long time ago because yeah. he's also like gangster as shit. He's right. like, worried about a bunch of corny Hollywood like directors. Man, One of the directors fuck. said to him, "He's like." He was, as just like an opening line, he was like, all right, is everyone ready? You know, you just say that. You don't yeah. actually mean like, is there, you just kind of, he comes in the room, he goes, all right, is everyone ready? He goes, I'm waiting on you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I've been ready, dog. Like, it was like amazing. And everyone's like, all right, then. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, God, so I want that type of like confidence. I mean, that's insane. just. insane. Yeah. But you forget too that he did come from like a um, gang background, Absolutely. right? I mean, like, so that, mm-hmm. I feel like that never really totally leaves you. I, it was terrifying to be around him. So There's at what point? a ton of secondhand smoke in there. Yeah. There's all these cameramen. Everyone's not saying what they want to say. Sure. And, There's they, camera and after like there. 45 minutes, everyone's kind of like leaning on me like, Jeff, like say something. But I don't smoke weed. And I'm a little terrified to yeah, you smoke smoked, weed. I mean, probably you can count on your hands, right? Yeah. I've, I've, count, I've, I've definitely smoked weed under 10 times in yeah. my life. And I'm yeah. from Seattle. Yeah. I'm from Seattle. Yeah. And so it's just because I'm not good at it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. Now, why do you, what do you mean by that? Like, I you mean get, that you, don't you know won't much... want to hang out with me if I'm high. The, like, like I'm, I'm a pretty fun dude. Yeah. You're one of the most fun dudes. Yeah. <laughs> why make you worse? Why, why a... would someone be like, you know, this guy's all right. We're already enjoying this guy's company. Yeah. Let's make it really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if we can fuck it up somehow. Yeah, because I just right. always say shit that's right. like really uncomfortable. I've been I around think... you once, and I was a blast. But I was also high, and maybe we just have built-in camaraderie. Where so it was were we? Yeah, because we're pals. But yeah. where were we at? We were in somewhere in Vegas. Yeah. Oh no, it wasn't Vegas. It was like that Utah. Yes, that's where it was. It was where we met the and Rocky it was at Mountain a casino, casino. That's yeah. why it made me think it was Vegas. And I'm sitting next to a guy who wants to just punch my head off of my body. <laughs> And I keep thinking of like setups to jokes mm-hmm. or like what, not jokes, but like setups of witty things I can say in life. But I didn't say the, f- the setup part. I would just say the yeah. funny part. Yeah. But that doesn't make sense to nobody that's not listening to the no. stuff in my brain. Yeah. Right. So I just turned to that guy and I was like, hey, you think that's bad? You should see my wife. <laughs> and that just starts well, We loved laugh. it, but this guy and hated this it. this guy's just like, man, why are you so close to me? And I'm going to like punch you in the face. <laughs> I just always make it weird. I always say awful things. Was that the guy? And who I had... also, there's another thing. Yeah. I find racism hilarious. Yeah. I because and, and people might think that's weird, but racism is so preposterous to me, and it's so silly. It's almost like cartoonish. To right. Me. I it, find it, it very human. It, it, it's like uh, it's like uh, if you do cartoon violence where you hit someone over the yes. head with a giant I don't mallet. Find violence funny. It's just funny. Yeah, that's like when when, when, you, when you hit a cat with a rock and then yeah. it comes out like an accordion. Right. That's funny. It's hilarious. And the same thing. Like I've worked with a lot of like black comedians who are like Jeff. Hey man, I know you and I know you're a sweet guy, but you don't realize like racism's affected my life, and so it's mm-hmm. a little bit more of a delicate subject and so maybe i'm just lucky enough that 
racism's never affected my life. Yeah, sure. And I forget sometimes that it is a really right. awful thing in the world. But I am so unracist that it's hilarious. It's like Yosemite <laughs> Sam or something. Yeah. It's like the funniest thing I've it, ever it, heard. It, it's just insane to you. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. So I'm always afraid when I'm high, too. Like, don't do none of your dumb racial of stuff course, that yeah. you think so <laughs> hilarious in your right, brain. Right, you do right. lose control a little bit. Oh, for sure. So Snoop starts. Okay, so, so everyone's looking at me like, Jeff, when are you going to ask him? And in my mind, I'm like, I don't want to ask him. So then finally, I just stopped while Snoop's like trying to teach me how to rap, which was humiliating also. Like, him listening to me rap is the most humiliating thing ever. Well, that, you're doing something that you've, Ugh. like, in front of an expert. And I'm it, rapping his song. Oh, it was so oh man, even yeah. worse. And I can't hear anything because I'm in a sound booth. So it's just me trying to, like, muscle through this awful stuff. Oh, and man. so he goes, um, I finally stop and I go, you know, Snoop, I winked at Joe and this producer named Brandy who was like also like jonesing to like smoke with Snoop. And I, I winked at him and I go, hey, Snoop, you know, when I ran up and pushed the button, I picture I didn't picture me sitting here trying to sing for you. I pictured us smoking trees and literally <laughs> <laughs> there was like there was like this 10 second pause of quietness. And he goes, oh, well, we can do that, baby boy. And then he hit this button. <laughs> And within what? 30 seconds, the room was full of smoke. We had blunts that were like uh, these really long, weird... I've heard he smokes like Louisville Sluggers. I don't type. even know what it's called, but he, he says, I call this the Extenso. And it was just this really long, extended oh, blunt. God. And it was the scariest high ever, but yeah. it was also like the greatest high. Everything was funny. and I don't even know what we shot that night. It was like literally insanity. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. And he spoke with everyone. The cameramans were like everybody. Well, because like, everyone just needed you to get that ball rolling. Yep. I'm sure they couldn't do it. Th- yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you can't be a best boy grip and be like, hey Snoop, exactly. break out the break out the yeah. herb, man. Yeah. Your first job. <laughs> what are we doing that? One of the PAs holding apple blocks. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, mind if we smoke some doobies? <laughs> Snoop doggy dog? And uh, so, so, so you doing the Tonight Show though? Was this was this your first time doing late night? Yeah, first time ever doing that. Hey, dude. And it was big for me. Come on, thank hey. you very much. It was unbelievable, dude. And that's that was my point was when I text you, I go, "You've done a lot of amazing shit, but dude, yeah. Tonight Show is, f- I mean." It's just, it doesn't get any bigger than that, yeah, late night-wise. It, it's just one of those benchmarks of your career. That it's one you, I'm most proud of, for sure. Like, yeah. I've been on a lot of TV. But I think the thing is that I wanted this to be special. I've turned down smaller ones. Yeah. Because, and when I say smaller ones, I don't mean any disrespect to people that have done other ones. ones maybe I just, just mean that, like, I envisioned my first late night either being The Tonight Show, yeah. whether that be Jay Leno, yeah. or whether that be uh, Jamie oh, Because that's what you grew whatever. up with, putting right. on a pedestal. So in my mind, yeah. it was like, it's either Letterman, Conan... Leno yeah. or and now Letter, Leno is Fallon yeah. so it's the Tonight Show so like that's that show has a big presence in my brain so like when Ferguson called after Last Comic Standing I was like nah I don't no yep. thank you I don't yep. want to burn the material yeah and then um, there's been a few other little ones excuse me but none of the big dogs yeah and then I like th- I thought to myself and if any comics listen to this I thought to myself like I've been on thirty television shows and mm. I've never different thirty different television shows and I've never like even submitted. Like, why would I not? Like, it's like I was sitting around waiting for Jimmy Fallon to call my house or something. Right. Like, well, because that's how we gotta get die on this. That's how the others happened, right? They well, came to you. So, in a way, I yeah. Mean, I still auditioned for things. And yeah. Still, like, sure. They found it, but like, I, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, all he had to do was just submit, and then yeah. like my best stuff, and then that's all it took. Like, I, I was like, I was acting like it was someone else's dream. Like Jimmy Fallon was going, oh God, I really hope Jeff Die uh, answers <laughs> well, our calls. It, it's so strange because that sounds like such a basic concept, but. At the same time, yeah, if you don't do it, if, if no one you else don't, will. no, yeah, no one's gonna come to you. No one's breaking down your door. So right. yeah, you you have to do that. I said that to my agent and my manager too. I said, 
and like they were like I like direct I reached out to Michael Cox directly, who's mm-hmm. the the booker, the stand up booker on yep. that show, and uh, they were like, "What? What are you doing? We'll do it." And I was like, "No, man, this ain't your dream." <laughs> like I don't expect you to work hard for it. You've got fifty. I could die tomorrow, and you'll be sad for a day. And yeah. then you just fill up the calendar. My the calendar I would have with like Chris D'Elia or Michael Costa or some other skinny right. white guy. And so, <laughs> so I was like, I don't expect you to care about this. And yes. when you don't get through to Michael Cox, then that, I can't be surprised by that. Right. Uh, or it's my or, dream. I gotta go get it. Yeah. yeah. And you have these relationships. Says, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 also, then, and, and then when he says no once, the agent would be like, All right. Well, what about this guy? Exactly. And, and you're like, exactly. No, that can't happen. Yeah. Because if I if I hear no, that's no to me, and I'm right, gonna and I'll stop just change that. It. And yeah. I told Michael Cox, I sent him an email. And this was a while ago, but I was just like, listen, this has been a dream of mine since I was a young man. And so if if I send you five minute tapes or five minute tape, will you watch it? And if it sucks, I'll give you another five minute tape. And if that sucks, I'll give you another five minute tape. And if that sucks, and you like half, I'll change half. I'm like mm-hmm. we want me to move. I like completely submitted to his power. Like just whatever the hell like, you I want. I want to be a part I'm of the process. Yeah. yeah. And so we went through a lot actually, and um, and eventually it just happened. And then Wednesday it worked out. The nerves was pretty. Uh, Were they? I was gonna ask. Yeah, not during. Uh, so, but like before. Yeah, it, well, it's always the it's always the build up in your head because yeah. you're a comic, you just want to get out there and, well, and also, get that like, first laugh and then have, go. You have to go last, so yeah. you're like watching the interviews and you're like in your green room and it just seems like so much pressure. I actually went into the other room. See if I can find a photo of it. Yeah. I went into the other room next to the theater, mm-hmm. and um, there's an empty studio that used to be where Conan shot. But it's mm. the exact same size and the exact yeah. same uh, model, if you will, of like that one. Yep. So I just went over there and started going through my routine as if I was practicing. So I was practicing my eyeline and practicing all that different stuff. Huh. And that helped incredibly. Well, sure, because then, I mean, the whole thing that people don't realize with, with when you're doing a late night set is you don't get to, re- you don't get to really practice it. There, there is something about doing stand up in a new venue. Oh yeah, uh, whether, it be, whether it be a club for the first time, yeah. Whether it be like you, you want to get all the sights. So when you walk out there on national television, and if all this is brand new to you, like sure. oh, 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 wow, okay, cameras there, camera, that person's there, then it's gonna take you a second just to take for that the all first in. First time, yeah, I mean, yeah. Literally everything is. I've never won a suit coat on stage in my life. Oh really? Like, even that's different. Yeah. Like, and they're like, you want a mic or like a love mic? I was like, no, hand mic. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, don't make yeah, this yeah. completely. Yeah. To do with my hand, right? Like, no one knows. I'm gonna what to pretend do. to hold a mic if you don't put a mic in it. <laughs> That's gonna happen. I love telling stories with comics at the improv, and when they start telling a story, they instinctively like hold the invisible yes, mic. You have to. Like, I love can't help it. it. Like comics just it's do in that. Us. Yeah, yeah, like for sure. It just feels better. Well, another thing that happened too that was very strange was. Uh, I you know you run the set as many times as you can before you get on. Right? Do you subscribe to that? You try to. You yeah, I ran it as much as yeah. I could. No matter mm-hmm. how bad the crowd was, I would think to myself, or not bad, but how different the crowd was. Yeah, like even if it was like a real like, you know, dirty room or yeah. empty mm-hmm. room or whatever the hell it was. I was committing to that set, thinking if it doesn't work for them, then maybe I shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, and I also didn't want the host to say. Oh, he's doing this for the Tonight Show. I didn't want him to warn. No, him. I wanted them no. to not know it was coming. Yeah. You want it to just be. You want it to be just ha- have funny be judged, right. just by that. Self. Is it yeah. funny? Yeah. As simple as that. And there was like one Smart. time where it was like the teen tour where all the ki- all yeah. the people in the, the audience improv. are like teenagers. Yeah. yeah, And I'm gonna do some marriage jokes. So in my mind, I'm like, uh, they probably aren't gonna understand why I'm doing the marriage yeah. jokes, but mm-hmm. they still worked. You know, they still worked awesome. for the kids. But, but you know what? what? And, that, is- and that's like a perfect barometer because that's not a dirty show where sure. where like you have five. 
comics going up talking about licking booty hole, and then right. it's like, and now Jeff died, and right. he, he, talking about not that. You're 100 percent right. Yeah. It was absolutely. It was probably a better crowd than the other ones that I ran it on because right. they were a little bit more closer to a TV crowd mm-hmm. yeah. as far as that. But one thing that happened that was most interesting is I do my opening joke didn't work hardly ever when I was practicing the set. Mm-hmm. So I knew going into my Tonight Show set that my first joke was my Jeez. least successful. Oh, Jesus, oh. that's kind of not how you want to open. Not at all. And, that's, so, and just so people know, like that's the one that makes us comfortable. We get yes. that first laugh and, and go, we're okay, it. we're good. Exactly. And I didn't get it all week because my <laughs> oh home my club God. is Comedy Magic Club, yeah, yeah. and that's in Hermosa Beach. And if you don't know, that audience tends to be kind of like old money, mm-hmm. older people, more yep. Caucasian. Yeah. So, and my opening line is um, on The Tonight Show was, uh, a little about myself, I'm a white guy. Yeah, this is great. So if you know anything about history, I'm sorry. Are bad on that, yeah. you know. There you go. And, that, um, that's a great joke. Yeah. Nobody liked that. Was it working? Magic Club. Oh, because they're old right. white guys. Like, yeah. what do we do? We're yeah. fine. We live on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Apologize for this. We're the greatest. <laughs> you know. And uh, so it just wasn't working. Mm. And it would occasionally work if the crowd was kind of diverse or young or yeah. whatever. Sure, sure, sure. So when I finally got out there, um, Michael Cox warned me that the roots can be a little prickly. You know, mm. like don't ever like rely on them. The band. You know, because I remember Ron Funches. I yeah. think went out and his first joke was about Questlove. And then uh-huh. they cut to Questlove, and Questlove didn't even give him anything. Right. <laughs> like, he wrote a joke for you, oh, and he still God. didn't give him. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, in my mind, I was like, don't lean on the, the them at all. Right. But when I did that joke about being a white guy and apologizing for our history or whatever, the roots like erupted. They all oh. just started laughing. They loved my first joke, which that made the whole crowd. And the whole crowd laughed at the yeah. joke, too. And I was like, I'm good. No more nerves. Right. And you crushed. that made me just feel so comfortable. Yeah, that's so great. And You've then, seen me on TV more than anyone. Yeah. You've been at, like, you were at Last Camel Stand, uh, and stuff, uh, and stuff, uh, and stuff, and stuff. It's so funny to even hear you say that you were nervous because, like, you might be, and a lot of people can probably vouch for this just from being around you and seeing you uh, live, that you just seem so at ease. Yeah, when I'm up there, that's where I'm most comfortable, yeah. Yeah. for sure. Yeah. But, it, but it's only normal, and I'm sure other performers and a lot of comics do listen to this, young comics, will be happy to know that like, hey man, even at your level, the nerves are there for sure. pre-show. Yeah. Because every, because you can't help step out of yourself to just like take in everything and yeah. be mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't believe I'm actually getting to do this. And I this. think those nerves are you just wanting to be good. Yeah. yeah, that's all it is. You just all you want do. to make people proud. You want your friends to say, "Hey, you did good." Like yeah. that's all. That's what this is. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it, all comedy is. Yeah. Yeah. I got picked on when I was little. I didn't know how to handle it. And now this is my job. <laughs> that I, it's just like, an hour of me being like, "Do you like me?" That's all comedy <laughs> is. I just want people to be yeah. my friend and go. That's yeah. a guy I'd hang yeah. out with. And there, and there, and there's something about doing it when you're doing a TV spot where that's that extra pressure because if if you go and you headline in uh in name your city but like yeah. you know, Reno, Nevada and you bomb there it's like okay well no big those 90 to 150 people whatever they don't like me Absolutely. but then if you bomb on the Tonight Show you're like oh three shit 3 million people yeah. just watched me 3 million people <laughs> yeah uh, your joke about I mean I'm gonna butcher it but it was about I'm the wording about I think it's the name of the oh dumb is gooder yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's I'm, my favorite piece that I'm doing right now yeah uh, mm-hmm. just because I think that the it's kind of like the message of my whole act is yeah. that like I'm not the smartest dude in the world. Barely graduated high school. Couldn't read till I was like 17. Still struggle with it. I'm not the smartest guy. And I'm not saying smart is bad. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying smart doesn't do nobody good if you're a fucking asshole all the time. That's <laughs> the point. Yeah. It's just like being smart's great. But Fantastic. why is everyone that's smart so mean to everyone else? <laughs> it's like they're under the impression that no one else is smart. And they just yeah. walk around treating you like shit. Like, well, I knew it. You should know. It's like, sorry. 
not smart. It was in the book that you had access to. You're like, well, I didn't want to fucking read it. He was so mad. I want to go play basketball. Teach me shit, man. There's a lot of other stuff on TV that night. I'm sorry. Exactly. It's a very strange. Have you seen House of Cards? Oh, my God. Like, it's that that kind of thing. It's the same mentality, and there's just no reason for it. Uh, And so my whole act is about, like, you know, like, like some of the greatest things in the world are dumb. My dog's a fucking idiot, and he's the greatest creature in the world. Sure. My niece, six years old, dumb as shit, right? But she's the best. I'm pretty dumb. I'm great. My parents are dumb. They yeah. don't bother nobody. They yeah, watch, yeah, they yeah. Watch Big Bang Theory. They go to bed early. They're nice. <laughs> There's a lot of dumb in the yeah. world. That's that, great. That makes good. Yeah, smart isn't necessarily the answer. Smart is good, but right. like, uh, you know, like smart. kindness, cooperation. Yeah. Uh, Love, that's what changes the world, sure. not knowing shit. In fact, knowing <laughs> shit kind of ruins stuff all the time. <laughs> Seems like For it. sure. Think about any conversation you've been in where everyone's joking or whatever, and then yeah. the one person like fact checks something funny that somebody says, and everyone just goes, yeah, no, I guess, yeah, I guess exactly. that is right. Yeah, uh, like, thank, and then yeah. the circle just breaks apart and people like, I think I'm going to go home, actually. It's or yeah. how often have we heard our stupid friends say something like, uh, we'll talk about like Ponzi schemes, yeah. and then everyone's like, yeah, but that guy's a genius, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah, real smart, that <laughs> asshole that robbed yeah. all those people. They, we no. almost reward people for, yeah. you know, well, you know, Hitler was a great leader. Like, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, like, man. You didn't have to yeah. give these people Think credit. Don't say, yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or it's, like you're, or it's like whenever those uh, scientific movies come out, like, like, we could all sit down and watch Gravity. And, right. and, and be like, oh my god, this movie is unbelievable. This is revolutionary. Sure. Gravity is amazing. And fucking Neil deGrasse Tyson, here yeah, he comes. Of course. Be like, ah, well, it's scientifically completely inaccurate. This wouldn't yeah. happen. This would happen. Sorry, we just liked this movie, yeah, dick it's nasty. fucking movie. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch the movie and be like, well, well, obviously if I make a, spa- a spaceship exactly like that, it's going to work. Well, and said, take it like McDonald's for example. People always right. talk about like foods ruining the world, right? Like, ah, oh, these idiots—they're just eating all this bullshit that's not good for their body, and they're making themselves fat. We're running out of water and all yeah. this system, and they blame all that. You know who made the food bad? You know who made like little weird chickens that don't have beaks or <laughs> mm-hmm. feathers and little guidos that we can mass produce? Scientists, yeah. smart people—that's <laughs> yeah. who made it that way. Not dumbs. If it was up to dumb people, we'd just be, <laughs> I'd be like living in. Caves eating dirt, being like, I wish chickens grew this big. We wouldn't even know what steroids yeah, are. What by the do. way, this yeah. is all such a great point of view to come from for a cartoon that you should write called The Dumbs. I'm telling you, dude. It, like, it people, just, because, like, idiocracy, right? You yeah. watch that and you're like, yeah, see, dumb people are ruining the world. But I've found it to be quite the opposite. Smart, because we just do what the smarts tell us. If mm. nobody would have invented all that crazy shit that, like, <laughs> maniacal scientists, mm-hmm. right? Pinky in the brain, who was the problem? Yeah, pink. Brain. the brain, man. Oh, brain. The brain's yeah, right. trying brain. to take over Pinkers the world. One, yeah. Yeah, he yeah, just yeah. wants to like eat some cheese and yeah, holler just, at nurses. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and just, just say, say Narf. That's it. Yeah, that's all he that's wants. That's all he wants. wants do. A friend. And that's he's happy. Yeah, yeah that's, that's why he's uh, palling around with that dickhead. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's friends. Yeah, Inspector Gadget. His uh, little uh, niece, who was like smart, Penny, was kind of the buzzkill. Gadget exactly. was like, I want to go, go, Gadget, fucking fly around on my head. She's like, why don't you just punch people for real? Use your real arm. He's like, nah, man, look at this spring poxing glove. It's kind of fun, huh? Yeah, it's a lot better. Catch a robber from 40 feet away. Did yeah. Fallon say anything afterwards? Yeah, Fallon actually three or four times said, you've got to come back. And I was just oh like, I hope God. that's like a legally binding contract. But Michael Cox told me, Jimmy came up to the people afterwards and was like, that guy was great. We like, But I will say this too. This is a funny that's thing that I didn't anticipate happening. Mm-hmm. Was I didn't realize how similar me and Jimmy Fallon are. Not like talent-wise, but just as humans. So like, he comes to my green room before the show. He meets everyone before. Cool. And then he, so yeah. he can dip out at the end so he doesn't have to like say hi to no one. Sure. And uh, he comes in and I knocks at my door and I was like, oh my gosh, how's it going? And we're shaking hands. We're just looking at each other like bobbing our heads, smiling. <laughs> 
and he's couple like, two of happy. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of dumps. Right. Yeah. And he's like, you, thank you so much for being on the show. I was like, no, thank you, man. He's like, no, thank you. And I was like, I can't tell you what it means. He's like, can't do what it means. And we're, we're literally like mirroring each other. Jimmy and Jeff just, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it was like this weird like brotherly kind of like, hey, we're kind of the same dude. Yeah. Happy-go-lucky. Well, just well, And it, it, it makes sense because if you watch, if, if you ever see Jimmy tell a story, like when he tells the stories about him going to like SNL parties or running in celebrities, he, he, even though he's the host of the fucking Tonight Show, sure. he, he's always like, oh my God. And then I was at the SNL party and then fucking Prince shows up. Absolutely. Prince. Right. And, and, and he's always excited. It's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Like there's no, like I get pretty, I'm pretty easily excitable. Like I've, I've weirded, I, you'd love this story. I just go up to celebrities. I saw mm-hmm. Jonah Hill in that hallway. I just went right up to him. I was like, what's up, man? Remember when I was with Toby McGuire? Dude, this was the, Jeff's, when Jeff first came to LA after last comic standing and they were like, you got to move down, you got some heat and you stay with me for, I don't know, maybe two, three weeks. Yeah. And, uh, and we went to uh, M Cafe, I think, like on the Melrose. Second day I was here. Second M- day in LA. Hadn't M- seen Cafe. any celebrities. Yet. I remember that place. Full day actually, because yeah. like I'd driven in the day before. Yeah. yeah. So that so we go to the. So and Toby McGuire's in a full, uh, you know, bike onesie. Like mm-hmm. he'd been biking, and he had a kid with him. And again, Jeff, just like no filter, like was so like, which is great too. It's like, why shouldn't you be able to just yeah. be like, hey, it's Toby McGuire? And right. I think that's what you said. No, I just go, how's it going, man? Yeah. <laughs> I waved to him and I said, how's it going, man? And he went. Meh. <laughs> he made like come a back. Little, he made like a little rooster noise. Yeah, he didn't like know what the yeah, heck he could come back. You know that's good. But there's no reason not to. Yeah, like, sure. And I, I subscribe to this. There's like two people in the world ever who can like be like, oh, I hate it when everyone comes up. Mm-hmm. Maybe Michael Jordan sure. and Michael Jackson. Because yep. those people get. Or maybe Beyonce. They get so many people coming up to them. Michael Strahan. When that, we're talking about Black Michaels, like yeah, sure. No, I'm not. That was a joke. Add the mix, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> maybe there's a better. Maybe Michael Chiklis. Maybe there's a better. Famous Michaels that are black. So like. But the exception of like those three yeah. people, they mm-hmm. probably are annoyed by how many people come up to them. For sure. Right. But for the most part, like when it's like some lady from like a Real Housewives of Atlanta, like oh, I can't be geez. handling all these people coming I, up. I yes, hate those you people. Can. Yes, you can. It's really just people coming up. They think you're so cool. Yeah. They want to come up to you and just be nice to you. What's annoying how great about is that? that? Yeah. yeah. Someone and and half the time they just want they just want a picture. They or they just want to tell you like how great the you nicest thing like their memory of right. you, whatever that is. There's no I mean, reason. Uh, I mean, we we we've all we, we're all at a certain level where we've probably all been recognized at some yeah. point, and it's never been bad granted we don't get it that much but in sometimes sometimes people apologize like oh i'm so sorry i'm sure you get this all the time like yeah but when it stops happening right that means i'm not doing my job exactly so this is validation for us all doing what we do and it's never backfired on me except maybe once uh i'm i yelled at michelle obama at the voice what uh yeah i was hosting like this thing outside of the voice and the secret service walks by and (sighs) everyone gets real quiet and i think to myself this is the president a man of the people and his wife is the woman of the people yeah right i was like i voted for them right like i have a right to this so i just go i'm hosting the voice and then she just goes "Ah," and she like turned around everyone else was like what the hell yeah is jeff doing she walked right over to us. She said hello. What? All the producers would be like, Jeff, I fucking love you. This is the craziest thing. I can't believe you just shouted at her while she had men with guns around her. And I was like, what? She's our president's wife. Like, yes. We should the be The guys with to- guns aren't going to shoot you for saying, what's going on, exactly. Michelle? And we've all went through secret service, or we went through the security right, right, uh, right. so many times. She knows that I'm not dangerous. Yeah. yeah. She should know that. And she was super cool about it. I've wow. done that. So I've done it to Michelle Obama. I've, I walked right up to Leonardo DiCaprio, like my first like few months living in L.A. Um, 
it's never bad. The only time it sort of backfired, which I know that you'd like, is I was at uh, Russell Wilson's surprise birthday party for Sierra. And so there's all the, all the people on Russell. Star started. Say that sentence again. All, and Beyonce was there, too. Oh, what? I got a great selfie with her, and it like Holy went viral. Shit. I screamed at her drunk at a Clippers game, and she turned around and looked at me like, what? And I, in my head, literally was like, I don't know what I was expecting <laughs> to get out of that moment. Like She would turn around and go... Finally, a comedian in his 30s who hasn't totally made it yet, wearing a jersey of a sports team he doesn't even like. Come come here. Let's start My a life. Moment yeah. Has My, yeah, but I was like, Beyonce. I thought if I didn't say anything, she, I would never be around her again. Sure. But, you, sure. but she must have, I mean. She was the, the sweetest, oh, right? Of course she so, is. So literally, I was in full costume dressed as the Punisher because it was like a costume party <laughs> where um, – Sierra and Russell Wilson were dressed as Bat, uh, Batwoman. I think I saw a picture Batman. in front of like they a. They showed up in the Batmobile. It was oh pretty my cool. God. And it was at the Warner Brothers lot. And um, uh, so I, I'm sitting there. I see Beyonce. Me and my buddy Justin are there. And I was like, dude, I got to go. Sure. But, you know, like, I'm going to go over there. It's like the drink area. And there's not many people at this party. Do you have any sort of game plan? Or do you just go. When you, when you say it to yourself, I'm going to go up and say something, do you have any. Do you start to like. Come no, up with a couple. I just like like I regularly would. I yeah. just, just kind of was like, "How's it going?" She's like, "Good. I love your costume." And I was like, "Oh, thanks so much." It actually makes me really happy to see that you're in a costume because I want. I love going all out. I love costumes. I love Halloween. And I was afraid because there's gonna be famous people here that you guys would think like you're too good to dress up in costumes. But like you, you look beautiful. This is a great costume because she was Storm, so she had like the contacts. Oh, she had this white thing. Nice. And she's like, "Oh, thank you so much. I love costumes." And I was like, "Yeah, they're the greatest." And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was just happy when i was 10 i dressed up as a bumblebee anyway see you later but it seemed like natural she was like so sweet about it and we talked for like a probably like a minute and a half and then um just like forever but it was awesome she was so sweet and then i go hey you don't have to if you don't want to but do you mind if i get a photo with you and she's like well i told myself i wasn't going to but okay and so i literally got the only photo those dimples coming from the party yeah it was amazing (laughs) i got the only photo of her at the party so that's why it went viral and tmz and all these people what aired it yeah it's it's very easy to find on Google Beyonce Jeff Storm. Beyonce. Let's put Beyonce Storm. And I that, will do my that. My photo, just my That's stupid That's unbelievable. Face. And so um, at the same party, now I'm riding high, right? Because I'm like watching the likes on Instagram click up to like This 10, is like 000. your first 15 minutes right. of the party. Uh, it was like probably the first hour. That's early. But they told us not to like take photos and stuff. I just didn't care. There you are. Yeah. I just I typed in Beyonce storm costume and there's just nothing but Jeff Die pictures. It was me. literally like it was on TMZ. It like shut down my Twitter for a while. Oh my god! Look at her. People oh, like, she's like she's not even like Halle Berry storm. She went all she's the like, contacts. She's uh, the cartoon X Men storm. Like, she made Halle Berry look whack. <laughs> <laughs> so she uh, so she was super cool. I'm riding high for my Beyonce meeting. Venus Williams was there. Dressed all these as Seahawks. I made Serena uh, Williams. <laughs> yeah, she's actually she was dressed as like a '80s girl with like a side ponytail. All right, whack. Yeah, and then um, I made Okung laugh from the Seattle Seahawks. Shut up! So I was like making him laugh, and he was like, "Man, you crazy!" Like he was like really cool. So I go up to I see Earl Thomas. I was like, "This is my chance, man! I'm Dude, just gonna yeah. check everyone off my list in one night." Yeah, yeah. I weirded him out so bad. <laughs> what you said, Earl Thomas? So I'm like six you... four, and he's like he's shorter than me. He's like so five, I kind nine. of was like this hunchy like dog, just like, "Hey, man, I love you." <laughs> Yeah. And I totally, he was like, all right, he was like real taken aback and like a kind of shit, like not like enjoying me. Right? And I said, you follow me on Twitter. Oh, God, <laughs> Jesus. You love, you love me. You don't know that, but yeah. you love me. You love me. I was hoping to be like, oh, yeah, I remember, but he just But did. of course, nah. he's like, I don't even run my Twitter. Yeah, he's like, now I'm going to remember your name just to go unfollow you, you on Twitter. Yeah. I was like the worst meeting <laughs> oh, ever. God. And I couldn't stop talking about it with my buddy Justin. I was like, yeah, man, that sucks that Earl Thomas like hates me. And he's like, you just met Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, you got like yeah. the only photo. That's such a comedian here. mindset, by the way. The right. one, like, the everything's one great, but you find the one. Now, how does the relationship with Russell even 
develop? Because you've like um, been do games yeah, so with them, and when I was on, I can do that. I yeah. was uh, Sierra was on the show. That's right, and um, they were just hanging out. They weren't like dating or anything. Yeah, and so they just um, that's how I met her, or how I met him with her, and then he's you somehow such a drop nice a nugget guy. to her like I'm actually from there and the biggest. Yeah, well, fr- I talked about it mm-hmm. long before uh, she. I don't know where, when they started dating yeah. or what, but I, she knew that I was a Seahawks fan the whole time. I was always wearing stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like Incredible. Seattle stuff, yeah. like rehearsing in like sweats yeah. and Seattle yeah. gear. And so she just would always kind of keep that under her hat. And then one day she just surprised me with him. And he was so – I think he likes guys like us because he doesn't talk a lot. Well, not that he doesn't talk a lot, but he's very reserved yeah. and conservative and very proper and polite. I think he likes being around <laughs> dudes that just dumb shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he likes being around dumbs. Yeah, like we're opposites. Like, yeah. Yeah, we're, he's like, oh, this guy makes us laugh and it's tries real hard and talks yeah. a lot and yeah, so right. we kind of compliment each other so whenever I'm in the same room with him it's so he loves just, you. he's just so great he's like the nicest the dude in the world yeah uh, it's great it, 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 it's great to hear because I think if you would have said yeah that Russell Wilson he's a prick I think I think uh, Adam would have just like started no, crying right the now greatest. there's no well there, the there's certain people like that that you just know sure like, like well, and just how he talk, how he is in his press conferences and how he's well, and also yeah, like I love the point. athletes that I generally like my mm. whole life like athletes that aren't Russell Wilson like I like the outspoken crazy weirdos I like Marshawn Lynch. I love you like Richard Sherman Sherman yes. yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. even Sherman I like it even a step further like yeah. I almost like the John John Rockers, the Come on. Albert Bills, oh, shit. yeah, like the guys who are just like, what is ha- Carl Everett broke like a coffee table over his wife's head? <laughs> like he's insane. Like they're insane. It, well, because it's entertainment. It's yeah, not. It's, yeah, it's almost you like pro wrestling meets real sports. Right. It's like yeah. like favorite. Thing. You don't want them to come and hang out in your house for eight months, but you just yeah. want to. You, you just want to see what kind of crazy I'd be fine shit with they that do. too, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. Is like like Johnny Manziel. Like that's a funny. You could probably get John insane. Rocker. He's not doing anything right yeah. now. I tried to get him to come to my shows in Atlanta. Anna. He was like, we were tweeting back and forth. I was like, Ugh. what? He's out of town. Oh, do, will yeah. you do that so, when you go to a city? Will you reach out to? Oh yeah, try to figure out who lives. Brant's really good about it. Like, yeah, Brant like mm-hmm. knows all the people and where they're from. And I got a great story about uh, who's the richest dude in the world who lives in Omaha. Oh, Richard uh, Branson, Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. We, yeah. I went to his house. The- you went to Warren Buffett's house. What? Went up to his house. The Oracle of Omaha. Yeah. Why do I know uh, so much about this? He's the greatest. And yet I'm poor? What Wait, the fuck? He's, so, uh, he's known for what again? Uh, he just... The hometown buffets? Uh, I don't know. God damn it, Adam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, I don't know what he's... He's just a big money dumps. guy. Uh, Norman, he, will you Google Warren Buffet he, importance? He, he invests in everything. He, okay. He's just... he's uh, He plays the market. He's a... Multi- Hedge fund guy. Yeah, multi-billionaire. Uh, has, has a fund with... Bill Gates said that's the billionaire pledge where they uh, all if if you're a billionaire and you sign it that means you're going to give away half your wealth to charity by the time you die. Gotcha. So yeah. Same. Yeah. Well, wait, so what was I about Oh, so I was saying like, house. athletes I like are like crazy oh, people, yeah. yeah, right? How'd you go Wait, how'd you go to Warren Buffett's house? I'll tell you that in a sec. Yeah, so okay. I usually like that. these really insane athletes who like you know, they get in like car accidents and then they like punch through window like anything the craziest yeah. athletes is better. Russell Wilson's like the best because you don't want your quarterback like that. Nope. And Ooh. Russell Wilson like tweet like a Bible verse and then be like rise and grind and then he go like go into bed and it's like nine p.m. <laughs> and you're like yes that's how I want my quarterback. Yes. Oh, I yeah. want him to be like a good God fearing oh, great yeah. athlete. Right. You don't want your training. Yeah. When Brett Favre was sending dick pics, I'm sure everyone was like, nah, fuck, like yeah, that's not the quarterback. The season's no. not going to go the way we anticipated. No, that's cornerback no. stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. running back stuff. And especially wide receiver shit. Well, exactly. they, they could be insane. I'm fine with that. Them Trading yeah. cars like betting and gambling. I don't need. To, I don't care. But your quarterback, you need to have. Like, so you love you know, steroids in baseball too. Love then, it, yeah. man. I'm a huge fan. Me of too. Just, 
There's been a significant drop off in home yeah, runs, and it and sucks. Like, just yeah. pump, just pump them in the air vents. Just exactly. like have the steroids. Everyone in the loves clubhouse. Stanton, right? Yeah. Because he's hitting 500 foot jacks out in the outfield. <laughs> it's incredible. Imagine if you had three of those guys per team. Why? Why yeah. does it matter? God, come on. Why shouldn't? It, why should it be that much different than? Video game baseball. It's, yeah, Ken Griffey Jr. Mm-hmm. baseball yeah. is what steroids era was. <laughs> and everyone loved Ken Griffey Jr. baseball, yeah. so I don't know why people are mad. Sure. <laughs> Juan Gonzalez was like the greatest. Oh, my God. Juan going, going, Gonzalez. Great. Are you kidding he me? Wasn't even, he didn't, some of those guys were so big that didn't even seem real to me. Like Frank Thomas, like still to this day, I don't believe that he is re- I'm like, I created him at some point because <laughs> yeah. I loved baseball so much. Right. He's the creative player. Yeah. Yeah. They're like these giants. You're like, I don't know how strong can I make well, yeah. yeah, they they look like whenever you're watching a baseball movie and it's like the last batter, it's like, and here comes Crusher McGavin. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and some guy comes up and like, he's, he's like 6'4 and like 320 and yeah. jacks. Yeah, the greatest. Yeah, yeah. It, like it's always that kind of player. Yeah, yeah people are so life. ignorant about doesn't steroids. Affect me. To this day, they're still ignorant about about steroids, where they'll be like, well, Craig Biggio is still on the Hall of Fame ballot. You're telling me just because Craig Biggio is short that he didn't do steroids? Mm. He was on the same team as Jeff Bagwell and Ken Caminetti, like the guy who brought Dude. steroids yeah, to yeah. baseball. Damn I'm it, pretty yeah. sure he did it. And if you look at photos of the Biggio, he had like big forearms and the veins. But yeah. they're like, well, he was short. He couldn't have done so. You're they like, you're an tell. idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it doesn't make you like the like cyclists do steroids. Right. They're not jacked. Randy Johnson. There's yeah. no way that dude didn't do steroids. He threw a no-hitter at like 40-something years old <laughs> and was kind of like falling off a little mm-hmm, bit like mm-hmm. uh, like when he went to uh, when he went to the Astros right, right yeah. after Seattle and then all of a sudden has like three career years where he yeah. wins a World Series also yeah. Yeah. serious Youngs. anger issues I met him twice was, was a dick prick. both times yeah, no, I Randy him. I love you I put a, put a lot of emotional and verbal support into yep. your life and career and you wouldn't you wouldn't take a picture with me yep. because you told me and I quote uh, I don't know I think uh, you might Photoshop it and do some weird shit to it. And I go, sorry, Mr. Johnson. I'm a 32-year-old man. I'm not going to fucking like Photoshop a Pegasus body on your fucking head. I just want a picture because I grew up watching you and I love you. And he's like, uh, no, man. I just I don't trust that. I took a picture once with somebody. They posted some weird shit online. He goes, By then, the picture could have been done. Right. Just his dumb sentence. And, yeah. then he, and then I'm like, well, this sucks. And he goes, I'll sign your hat. And I was like, you know what? Fine, just put Adam Ray just for it real quick. Just, you know, big so, big so to, to, my, to my best friend, Adam Ray. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. No, Randy no, best, fr- best friend. Best friend. You all underline best twice. It's kindness. That's all I care about. Yeah. yeah. In the world. What up, ALN listeners? It's your boy, Adam Ray. How are you? Good? I'm a little tired. Been traveling a lot. But thank God I've had a dope-ass suitcase to travel with me. What are you talking about, Adam? I'll tell you, Gramps. I'm talking about Away Luggage. New sponsor for the podcast that Brad and I are using and love. If you're like Brad and I, a Jew and a dwarf, and you travel a lot, and even if you're not and you travel minimally, you're still going to want to use these guys. They use high-quality materials at a much lower price by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. All their suitcases are made with premium German polycarbonate. All right? I know that sounds crazy. Which means the strength and the impact resistance is at an all-time high. The interior features have a patent-pending compression system, so that's helpful if you overpack. Four 360-degree spinner wheels that guarantee a smooth ride. TSA-approved combination lock built into the top of the bag to prevent theft. There's also a removable washable laundry bag to keep dirty clothes separate from clean clothes. And this is what's awesome. There's three types of bags they sell, the carry-on, the medium, or the large. The carry-on has the ability to charge all cell phones, tablets, e-readers, and anything else that's powered by a USB cord. A single charge of the Away carry-on will charge your iPhone five times. That's insane. What other bag does that? There is also a lifetime guarantee. So if anything breaks at any point, 
They'll replace it and fix it for you for life, baby. There's also a 100-day trial you can do. Get an away piece of luggage, live with it, vibe with it, travel with it, and if at any point you decide it's not for you, return it for a full fucking refund. No questions asked. That's insane. There's also free shipping on any away order within the continental U.S., and guess what? These bags are size compliant with all major airlines, maximizing the amount you can pack. Sound dope? Because it is. So visit awaytravel.com slash ALN and use promo code ALN during checkout to get $20 off your order. That's awaytravel.com slash ALN, promo code ALN during checkout to get $20 off your order and get your away luggage bag, baby, and start living the high life. All right? Cool. And now enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. So that's the only thing I judge. Every, if you give me bad service at a restaurant, mm-hmm. but and but you're a sweetheart server, I'll tip you. You were trying but if hard. You're like yeah. a great server, and you just a dick to me, and you weren't kind. I don't sure. like you at all. I shouldn't tip at all. All I care about is kindness. Randy Johnson is an asshole. Mm. Like uh, ran- people like Randy Johnson or uh, Mark Marin, uh, they can all go fuck themselves. <laughs> I don't care. You th- you think you're so great, or for some reason you get to be a dickhead to regular people. Aziz Ansari, you can all go fuck yourself. <laughs> there it is. Shots fired. Not on afraid. The- Shots fired. On I the Randy Johnson's podcast. Listening. Go fuck yourself, man. <laughs> He's actually c- coming on next He's week. A piece but- of shit. <laughs> I actually promised he Brand loves Tobler, you. I, I promise. I don't care. No. I promised Brand Tobler <laughs> yeah. if I ever see him that uh, him if off. I ever see Randy Johnson, I'd say, "Hey, Randy, fuck you." <laughs> I told him that. And uh, so every time that we think that we can be in the same building, because I was in Russell Wilson's suite yeah. and Randy Johnson raised the twelfth man flag, oh, and I was like, "Brand, get your phone ready, man. Get your Snapchat. Get the video. Because yeah. when I'm, I'm not afraid." I'll now, what do you think? Do you think he would appreciate that and go, "Thank you"? I think he'd ignore or- me. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Just, yeah he's fuck too off. cool, man. He's, he's too cool. Too much. I'm Randy Johnson. He'd man. smirk and be I like, take photographs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what though? That's the worst. I respect the hell out of that because uh, my because my brother-in-law Kevin, fuck you, Kevin. Uh, he, <laughs> wow. <laughs> he, right. uh, he 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 has told me for years because he's a big San Diego Chargers fan. He hates Eli Manning. Hates Eli Manning more than anything. Sure. He's like, if I could punch anyone in the world, uh, you know, they, e, e, Eli Manning. So Skipped we right go over Coney and Hitler oh, and all that. All that right to Eli. Just right to Eli. <laughs> Manning a stupid Eli face. So we go to the uh, we it was kind of a bucket list item. Me and my brother in law go play golf at at uh, Pebble Beach. Sure. It's nice. It's a dream course. We have we have a great time. We sit down at this nice dinner, and who sits next to us? Eli, Eli Manning. He got his chance. At the universe the table. made it happen. And I looked at Kevin like, well. What the fuck are you gonna do? He's like, well, I mean, because all right, well, we haven't played yet, and like, I don't want to be kicked off the course. I'm like, you know, and I got so mad at him. So then, next day, we we play, and then we go to the bar, and we're having drinks. Yes. Who sits next to him? He's Eli Manning. Yes. And I'm like, all right, buddy, come we're, on, do it. You, we we we've played. Yeah. It doesn't matter now. We can get banned for life. We can say we played the course. He's like. Oh, I can't do it, man. Ah, ah, puss! That sucks. Puss, eh? I would totally have done. Fuck you, Kevin. Well, here's the thing too: is like, <laughs> and the and the other way around. I feel like the universe brings things to me that way too. Yeah. Like where like I spent a lot of time talking trash about Snooki, right? Right. Then I got to work with her on MTV. She's like the nicest girl in the world. She was for hosting the New Year's thing, right? Yeah. She was mm-hmm. so sweet, and I just immediately was like, man, I was wrong. Like this yeah. girl is a great lady. I didn't yeah. know her. I was wrong. This happened to me hundreds and hundreds of times. Happen- I'll talk trash about happened something. Happened to me with uh, Ashley Simpson. Yeah, and she's yeah. probably a sweetheart, right? Very. 
Exactly. Yeah. We, we have these like opinions for no reason. Like I'm sure that like I'm gonna have to like interaction with Kim Kardashian and she's gonna be super nice to <laughs> me and course. I'm gonna feel guilty about all the mean tweets and stuff. <laughs> so like Go kindness is all that matters. Yeah. And in the same way, if I like someone, I used to like, really look up to Mark Maron and then when I met him, I was like, hey, fuck this guy. He's a piece of shit. He's selfish. He's an awful person. And so like. I don't have to. There's enough celebrities that I admire who are mm. cool people that I don't need to keep the assholes on my list. Yeah. I, I liked Randy when I was a kid. Turns out he's a dickhead, so go fuck yourself. Now, do you give? Is there any sort of benefit of the doubt you'll give, like to a like? I don't know what your interactions with Marin were, but do you think do you do you give like okay, well that moment was shitty, but maybe he was going through somewhere. Maybe there's another time. Yeah, I give him genuine mm. interactions. Yeah. Like so, as far as like, um, you know, like it's not like I went up to him while they're having dinner at Godfather's Pizza and I was like, hey man. <laughs> I'm a huge fan and I'm like that guy was a dick no, like, yeah. it's never like that because yeah. Yeah. you know like nobody has just one interaction you know mm. like you, you can give them but whatever but like I think when I've had like a jet like I've worked with them or yeah. I've listened to them and they're just awful people then that's yeah. it they don't like, want to be Marin cried on my shoulder about like not literally but he was almost in tears <sighs> venting to me about his ex-wife and all this like really rough scenario oh, yeah. and I'm thinking to myself like man dude like I I can't believe I'm having this moment with like one of my yeah, heroes. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. like this guy, what a special thing. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. and so then I'm just, I suck at comedy. I'm like new. It's at giggles. He's vents to me for probably like 25 minutes. Just I don't know what I'm doing, man. Wow. I don't know what's going on. I know I'm I'm, I'm kind of worried, sick, you know. Yeah, and I'm listening to. So I have to go on stage. I go on stage and I'm doing okay. The jokes aren't good, but the crowd's nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the bartenders says. Uh, which is also the club owner and the door guy, <laughs> says to Mark, Big room. Like, uh, yeah. Big room. He says, uh, man, Jeff's really doing good in there. And I watch Mark walk in. Mm-hmm. He looks at me with his dumb face, watches some of my jokes, goes back in and says, yeah, he's really fearlessly attacking the mundane, isn't he? Right? So then all my friends are like, all my friends are like, that's kind of weird that he, <clears throat> he must hate Jeff, but I am the type of guy he'd hate for sure. Oh, you're, so then, eh, you're fun, I'm, good yeah, looking. I'm not the guy he likes. Yeah, 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 like yeah his yeah, opposite. Yeah, and I'm the yin to the yang. Mm-hmm. So, and I tell jokes, not just like lengthy stories without punchlines. And um, <laughs> I don't start my set with 15 minutes of stamps.com uh, commercials. <laughs> so I. Uh, he should so, have you on the podcast. Uh, now. Fuck him. Yeah. I won't do his podcast. <laughs> and um, I got a problem with that too. He spent his whole career talking trash about comedians, being very grumpy, not being a nice guy. And then he's made millions off of them coming to his house and working for free. Well, I hope to one day be one of those comedians. So I like him, Mark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, he came here. He was, and I, yeah. Why I say is, you know, my interactions with him have been positive, but I know, yeah. but I also know of these stories, sure. and that, and that was way back when. And he's even talked about being different. But I think, you know, also we can decide for ourselves, like how many interactions do you want to have with somebody that before are piss poor like before right. you go. You know what? Well, here's the thing. After all that, all that turmoil, all that stuff, year like a whatever amount of time later, Spencer King from De- yeah, from Utah, Utah. opening mm-hmm. for me at one place, or maybe he just came and hang out with me, and then he was opening for Marin. He was at the West um, West Valley Club, and he says, "Oh, I'm actually going to go hang out with Jeff Dye. Uh, I think you've worked with him a few times in Seattle." Marcos, I've never heard of him, and mm-hmm. he's like. Oh, well, no, actually... Uh, Jeff said you, you cried know, on his shoulder. Yeah, you know, Jeff said you worked with him at Giggles. He goes, I don't remember him. He was like... like it's just, yeah. Yeah, it's just... Uh, there's no reason for that. Yeah, yeah. I hey. mean... But you, you know what, though? That's That happens in this business. Like, uh, I'm friends with Jay Moore and Burt Kreischer, and they don't get along, and it, it sucks. Yeah. I, I wish they all got along, because I like both those guys. Sure. But, uh, yeah, it's just... It's just Kind of what happens sometimes well, in this business. One thing I know for sure that if you do have a piss poor attitude, you don't get invited to celebrity softball games. That's right, man. And <laughs> I, that's right, man. That you might said, be you said that like the most thug life thing you've ever said that's in right, your dude. life. That's right, celebrity softball. Yeah, man, son. you won't get in, dog. <laughs> 
You got to change your Good outlook. Luck, man. <laughs> yeah, right. This ain't dick ball. <laughs> Softball, man. Please tell me that's on a poster somewhere <laughs> for the charity. <laughs> this ain't dick ball. I was like, oh, we didn't think it was dick ball. <laughs> Nobody did, thought. Did he think we thought it was dick ball? <laughs> Why is this dick out? I don't understand it's why that clearly man, softball. Uh, like people, there's a my, field yeah, for... my kids are here. Why would that guy <laughs> say it's not dick ball? How do you even get to do that? And then I know you like, I think you told me you hit like a shit ton of home runs in that thing, yeah? For which one? Well, yeah, you've done, well, the one we did with Bill Murray was the first one, Yeah, right? the wiffle ball game. I like, I like got second place in this home run derby. So I'm hitting home runs in Wrigley Field. Jesus. Which was like a dream come true. Yeah. And in full uniform, Bill Murray was in it, Jenny McCarthy. There was like a bunch of celebrities in the actual Home Run Derby. But none of them can hit a ball very good. No. Mm-mm. I lost to Michael Barrett, who was like a catcher for the Cubs. Yeah. Like, well, how's he well, in the Home Run Derby? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. he owns a pizza shop He's here done in Chicago. This what, yeah. are we going to do a stand up competition after this? That's <laughs> yeah. not fair. Right. <laughs> so then, wait, so then this, this last one you just did was for what? Uh, we kind of uh, segued pretty quick out of that Mark Maron thing. Hey, Mark Maron, go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right, uh, well, I think we're done there then. Okay. <laughs> the views on Mark Maron do not represent Brad Williams and Adam Ray. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny is... Uh, I respect it. I respect, you know... Yeah, I'm just being honest. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no reason not to. But I think... But I, you know what's so funny is like he doesn't like, you know, enjoy to squash the beef. He just had Eric Andre on and they like squash some beef. Uh, really? It was like pretty deep. So I feel like he... W- well, if he hears this... Yeah, like... Uh, I I've oh, I listened to like the episodes of the guys that I want to hear yeah. interviewed because he's a good mm-hmm. interview. Yep. Yeah. And um, on WTF, he will often talk about like a time he got to meet like a rock hero of him of his. You know, like but oh man, I got to meet so Tracy Chapman. She whatever. was so. Cool, and then he'll be like, obviously, man, that guy was a dick though. You know. <laughs> Well, you know how many young comics like you could achieve, that you're gonna have this horrible legacy. You're doing that to people who look up to you. Like it seems like a no brainer. Like the same way you wanted Bob Dylan or whoever the heck you like to be cool to you. Yeah. And you were so discouraged that they di- that you didn't get this real good moment with your hero. Yeah. Is he? I mean, maybe he just doesn't know how iconic he is. He's a legend. In a lot of ways, yeah, I mean, just I, Letterman like five hundred times. I think, I'm, I'm not sure about that number, but I think it's like five hundred. <laughs> yeah, five hundred twenty-seven. And so actually, when I first yeah. met him, I was ready to be his best friend. Yeah, I was like, dude, mm-hmm. I fucking love Mark Maron. Well, when he so came, he, yeah, he hurt my feelings for sure. When he came on here and talked about extensively about like the marriage shit he went through and like you know suicide stuff, yeah. like you know, and, and that is like deep shit, and like we've all we all have our problems, but like you know that the the. Uh, there is still no excuse to not still try to be kind to people. Sure. But, uh, and also, I will say this, too, and you guys might disagree with this, but that's defi- mm-hmm. this is definitely my stance, is that there's no beef in the world that a simple, at least for me, because I'm a very simple man. Yep. So if someone just comes up to me and says, hey, man, sorry about all that old stuff. Want to be friends? That's all it would take. Because you're a dude. I can't think of yeah. anyone and in my life that thing. that sentence yeah. wouldn't work for me. Yeah. Right. That's all it would take. Because yeah. it's really all it was, was me being frustrated that I didn't get the moment that I wanted him. It's communication. Sure. It's, it's why it. so many uh, relationships fall apart, because people don't just say face-to-face, like, hey. look, that shit that was fucked up, and yeah. then and just clear it Maybe up. Maybe I'm I mean, being sensitive, but you hurt my feelings, and mm-hmm. I wish you wouldn't have. Yeah. Say mm-hmm. sorry, and then we're out of here. Dudes, I would say, are innately just better at that than sure. gals, yeah. because then gals still want to like try to read it, at least from my experience. Yeah. Like I remember the times with my ex where I would just go like, Look, you know what? That was fucked up. I shouldn't have thrown that pillow. That was a nice pillow. And yeah. I shouldn't have said that thing about, you know, uh, the picture of you with that dude on Facebook. So right. I'm sorry. I accept your apology. And then, and then like, two, you know, nine, nine seconds go by. And up. then she goes, I did find it weird, though, that <laughs> you, I said sorry. That you yeah. said the thing what about Facebook, but then you didn't apologize about, about the pillow first and the 
picture second when actually the picture is actually a bigger deal than the pillow, but you open with the pillow apology. Okay, well, pillow apology, first of all, sounds like a great name for Hootie and the Blowfish cover band. And second of all, what the fuck are we talking about exactly. now? Exactly. Yeah. Because it, it doesn't, it's not that deep. It doesn't no. have to run that, no, it's, like, there's it's, no reason. It's just, sorry. Yeah, I, simple. It, the, like, dudes can, like, it's been said a million times, but dudes can get, can get into a fight and then be best friends in the, yeah. sa- in the same night. And I'm like that with, like, literally everything in the world. There's mm-hmm. nothing that couldn't just be... Like, I'll give you a good example. Yeah. I'm driving on the 101, and uh, there's this lady in a red car, and um, she cuts me in half, right? Mm. I, I think I'm going to die. Like, she just... Oh, like, Jesus. if I didn't completely swerve into the other lane, she would have hit the hood of the front left tire, and, like, mm-hmm. my whole car would... I mean, it would have been a crash. We're going, like, 80 miles an hour. I am furious, right? I'm ready to make this woman pull over and murder her. Like, that's how, like, mad I am sure. in the moment, right? Because you're so my pull over to the side. Like, you, yeah. like, I yeah. pull up, I look at her, and she just waves and goes, sorry. Like, mouth, sorry. That's all it took. Yeah, it completely it. was calm. I was like, oh, yeah, I've cut people off before. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it took. It, like, diffused yeah. a murder. Well, oh, <laughs> like, oh. I was, like, so mad. Well, because it's that's like, what else all you, it took. Yeah, because, like, what, what else do you expect them to do? They said sorry. I, they they oh, are. She knows she messed she up. She knows she messed up. So She's it's not like, what else do you want? Didn't do it by just like ignoring me and looking forward. Right. She just acknowledged it. Like, sorry, I, so, I saw that I almost murdered you and your friends, and now, <laughs> now, uh, now I'm, I'm a bad driver. That's all it took. Yeah. Now, and I, life is like that. And like, it's a pretty simple. Just man up. Yeah. Say now, sorry. You you say like you're easy to get along with, and all people have to do is apologize. Did anything like that happen uh, on your new show, Better Late Than Never, which debuts August 23rd on, yeah. on NBC? Yeah. No, I got along with everyone on that show famously. Terry Bradshaw, w- William Shatner, George Foreman, Henry Winkler, Mary, Mary Fuck Kill. Yeah. Uh, uh, I would marry Terry Bradshaw. Mary Fuck Kill Date. You need four on that one. Okay, yeah. Mar- uh, yeah, Mary Fuck Kill Date. <laughs> Okay. I would marry Terry Bradshaw. There you go. I would kill Bill Shatner. <laughs> uh, he's like in his 80s. Really I, would, anyway. uh, I would fuck George Foreman. <laughs> sure. And I would uh, date for the that free Henry grill. Winkler. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It all makes sense to me. Now, that was the most annoying part about being on a show with those four famous men. Because mm-hmm. people were like, oh, I want to talk about Star Trek. Or I want to talk about like football. Or I want to talk about like Happy Days. But whenever they would get to George Foreman, they would talk about his grill. What? It's like so the annoying. Dude fought Muhammad Ali. Yes, in one of the most iconic sporting events in the history of the world. Yeah, like the, Rumble it, in the Jungle is the most right. famous sporting yeah. event. Yes, more of people watch that. Uh, and then the guy became the oldest heavyweight champion ever, yeah. like age forty-two or Great age forty-eight. Story. Yeah, I don't know, he's, something he's like that. Literally knocked out the Michael most Moore, iconic boxer ever. One yeah. of big part of Muhammad Ali's story, like sure. this huge thing. And people are like, "Is that the Grail guy?" No, you dumb lady. He's not the grill guy. By the way, about? George Foreman was in his garage going, I'm going to make a grill. And right. then, like, tinkered away. He wasn't someone, t- someone came up to him and said, hey, we've got this grill, and we, we want the slogan to be knock out the fat. You're a boxer. You're not doing anything. Right. Uh, do you want to say that it's your grill? Hey, you want a fat? free $400 million? That's yeah. all he did. He yeah. wasn't tired of being one of the greatest athletes of all time, and he's like, you know what? i got to be known for something else. Yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe I'll get in the grill game. He, <laughs> he wasn't an entrepreneur. Right. He didn't go on Shark Tank. Like, I think this is good because the fat rolls off the front. Like, yeah. I don't... <laughs> He's literally that one being of the said, greatest. did you ask him about the grill? No, <laughs> no. Yeah. And the producers all wanted to like run spoofs about it and stuff. And I was like, oh, you guys don't are, do that. It's no. so disrespectful. No. And also, I didn't like that the other three old guys because they were all like really respectful of each other's career. Yeah. But Bill Shatner kept asking him about Muhammad Ali, and I was like, mm. don't remind him of the guy that beat him. <laughs> beat him yeah. in front in front of <laughs> <Yeah>. everybody. <laughs> Luckily, George is so cool about 
that subject that he was actually pretty inviting and like nice about the yeah. but about the Muhammad Ali thing. But did George flip it around and be like, "Well, then you tell me about those Klingons that <laughs> fucked you up." That one talk season. to me about crack, <laughs> <laughs> whatever his name is. Yeah. My George Foreman impression sounds a lot like a, <laughs> like a pimp from an old seventies sitcom. <laughs> well, talk to me about crack. The fat rolls off the front. Mm-hmm. So your George Foreman impression is shine uh, my shoes, bitch. <laughs> George Foreman impression is dolomite. All right, yeah, it's very it's good to know. Had some racial undertones to it. <laughs> yeah, when I there you go. I'm not good at impressions. Now, like uh, all when when I look when I looked at the show, it was like these four legends and Jeff died. Yeah. Uh, went to went to Asia for but a to month. To be fair, that's how it should be. Yeah, I mean they're literally four monsters in their old age that are crossing things off the bucket. I'm the secret of the show in a weird yeah, way. Yep. Like when the show starts, you'll notice that like uh, I'm in charge. Like I'm the the guide. I'm mm-hmm. the bitch. I'm the guy. But also. I'm the one who screws everything up for these guys. I'm, I've got a lot of airtime, so I'm not too worried That's about them. Awesome. Not, yeah, they're going to bring in their viewers. Yeah, and there you so go. And then, and then, and then you're gonna have people, people are going to be surprised at how you. much of your yeah. show it is. Well, because yeah. that's the thing is like it's based off a Korean format that's called Grandpa's Over Flowers, and it did incredibly well. Like mm-hmm. it was like a wildly popular show, and so NBC's rebranded it or retooled it for us. It's a and, it's uh, a brilliant idea. I it's mean, really fun. So I mean, tell people. So they and we're gonna do more. It looks like uh, there's gonna be some more. There's gonna be like different a bunch countries, of, uh, different countries, same like, guys, God. same guys. Um, it's Go to Australia. Be, well, there's gonna be like. I think five or six places. Go to the Galapagos. Like, kind of like uh, better late than never. Goes on vacation together. Amazing. And then we'll have a whole season two that'll be in mm-hmm. one area. And uh, and what and what places did you guys go? Um, so we went to we went to, first we went to Kyoto and sure. Tokyo, Japan. Okay. And Osaka, Japan. Then we went to Hong Kong. Then we went to uh, South Korea. Mm-hmm. Then we went to um, Phuket, Thailand, Chiang Mai, Thailand, and uh, that's it. Okay, that was awesome. All yeah. over Asia, and then for a month. Uh, it was about yeah, like uh, seven to eight weeks with production and everything. And are, are there like challenges or anything like that, or are you just kind of like no, the they, ringmaster? Whatever to they want to see, wanna like I got to set it up. So like, if okay. they want to go see like elephants, I got to find a way to figure that out. But everything's written in Asian, man. So it's like hard to like. I'm not even good at planning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at like planning a trip to like Malibu wines. Right. I'm like, oh, I've got to call someone and like in advance. Right. So like when you're in Asia, like it's very confusing and they're very accommodating, like nice people. So it's mm-hmm. gonna be interesting to see what happens when we go to a culture that's not as easier to work. So the the premise of the show is that you are their tour guide essentially. Yeah. And you but and they're all kind of thrust. They they know they're going to Asia. Yeah. But then. They don't know what they're doing, and you don't know like, what's going on. You're like, they, you they say, have like, ideas of what they want to try yeah. once they mm-hmm. get there, and things like that. It'd be kind of like I was explaining like this: it's fish out of water, to right? Figure, to like justify my role is that like if I said to you guys, "Hey, man, I know this is weird, but can you drop everything, and tomorrow we're mm-hmm. gonna go skydiving over Mount Fuji." NBC's going to pay for it. I'll pay for everything. Mm. You guys game? You'd be like, yeah, well, let me move some stuff around. Sure. We'll go skydiving over Mount Fuji for NBC. This would be great. Right. But if I said that to your grandfather, he'd be like, no, get out. No. One, I don't want to go skydiving. <laughs> Two, I don't want to go skydiving with you. <laughs> I, I, no, I have no idea. Because old people, they don't want to do that kind of shit. No, you know? right. It's almost like Idiot Abroad, like the way Carl Pilkington doesn't want to be traveling. Yes. These yeah, four guys, they, they don't, they're not as interested right. in... You know, going into that a cave they, full of monkeys, but like, sure. <laughs> and so it's fun to watch them uncomfortable. And also, these guys have they they it, it's it's not like they've lived a sheltered life, and all of a sudden this is their this is their chance. They've done some cool they've shit, done everything, yeah. and they've also they're used to their mansions, and they're used to their right. really like Terry Bradshaw still calls flying on planes. Like he's like, oh, how how you get to New York? I was like, I'm flying. 
on United, you know? And he's like, he's like, oh, I forgot you still fry, fly regular. It's like, no, what do you, he calls regular? He calls regular? Because he flies private. These guys are like that rich. Wow. They have their own planes and stuff. And so, yeah. like, so for them to even stay like a day's in is like a great episode of television. Sure. Let alone these like really small hotels I put them in or these weird ones where there's some theme or something. Like and their weird. personalities, I mean, just when you look at it on paper, you, you have to assume are all pretty different, right? I mean, Absolutely. Bradshaw, I know you become tied with, and that guy seems like he's He's kind of like, pretty, the, he's insane. Right? You'd love he's, him. Yeah, he's the guy. Kind of like the and, country bumpkin, right? Well, we'll come back and do this together if you want to. That would oh, be unbelievable. Yeah, he's love the greatest. That. Yeah. And Henry, I know uh, from you know uh, Max, me and my Sweetheart, fraternity, yeah. the sweetest guy ever, very and very yeah. funny, but subtly funny, sure. and just so, I mean, like Russell Wilson, polite and sure. kind and knowledgeable, and and a great conversationalist, but kind of all business, right? Uh, right? Yeah, very buttoned up. Um, and then I mean, Foreman seems like maybe a little bit of a loose cannon. No, Foreman is very, very like I use. I explain him similar to like Joe Jonas, which sounds strange, but he's hard to rattle. Like you could just be like, "Hey, man, we accidentally crashed your car," and he'd be like, "We'll figure it out." Like he, he wow. well, I mean, like nothing really. Well, he's, he's also like, a he's guy, like Buddha. Yeah, like, but he's also a pro boxer, so it's like they literally get punched in the face, yeah. and then have to go like, "Okay, regroup." Right. Exactly. Figure His this whole out. Life's like that. He yeah. just doesn't. Nothing seems to get him too high or too low. He's just chill, like super chill. And uh, Bill is. And then uh, Bill Shatner. Bill is. Uh, he's he's all, he's a force to be reckoned with, and he's over eighty. He's he's eighty five. He's eighty five. No. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's the greatest. And he's he's a sharp. Sweetheart, he's, he knows everything. He's read every book in the world. He's really yeah. really sharp. Smartest. Business smart. Like he he knows something about everything. The thing about these guys though that is a unique thing to watch for on the show is they're all used to being the center of their own universe. So, you know, like Bill Shatner spent the last, you know, 60, 70 years, yeah. well not 70, but like 60 years being Bill Shatner. Like everybody waits on him. Everyone right. asks him the questions. Everyone right. says, "Where do you want to eat?" He's not used to sharing that with a George Foreman or yes. another very famous person. Another alpha when you male. see, yeah, when you see like twenty people coming up to George Foreman to get autographs, and you're the one of the most famous people in America, you look at it like, oh, where is, yeah. where are the people coming up to me? Right. Like, they, Where's the Trekkies? Well, do they not recognize me? <laughs> yeah. What is going on? Those Trekkies love grills. Why is well, what's yeah, happening? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it is a very interesting dynamic, too. So that rattles him a little bit, like not being it does. the only guy. Yeah. And Terry was the best about it because he's used to playing on a team. So right. he's like a oh, team yeah. guy. He's always been on that Fox team. He was always yep. on the Steelers. So he has this great share of the wealth. You know, don't always try to be the funny one. Don't always try to mm-hmm. be the, like he's a very good team player. But those, I mean, it's a really weird dynamic, the whole show. I mean, that's the brilliance of the show, too. And I'm sure even with the casting, like, I mean, that's they were probably very set on like we need four different personalities Absolutely. and guys that have just been in the spotlight uh, you know on their own to then see how they would share it and it works it works really good because there's moments where we all hate each other and yeah I was about moments, to ask was there any like oh lots every temper day. tantrums I mean, remember imagine traveling with your family for eight weeks Ugh, you love yeah. your family but there's still going to be like things that annoy you or there's, yeah, gonna sure. get, like, there's gonna be moments where you're like I wish I wasn't here right. and that happened quick I mean the starstruckness wore off after a few days like mm-hmm. at first I'm still like yeah it I'm was. in Asia with these guys yeah. but then people were like can you believe it and like five days in I was like yeah I can believe it <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and you know what it, it ain't that great it's not all it's crap I want Randy Johnson to be here right yeah, now. Everyone's yeah. talking shit and like getting annoyed. Sorry, I'm not doing. You know, so it's just like very, very. Um, but it's like a love hate. I mean, yeah, like exactly. But then at the end of the day, you're like hugging and course. you love each other. Sure. They, I mean, they give me so much good advice about just girls and and life and money. I mean, and, like, come everything. on, they've lived. I mean, like not only in the business, but like you forget that like people in their 60s and 70s have lived. L- 
a life that is like I mean they're they're on every front have something to say to you that should probably be listened to. Yeah, they're yeah. wise and they're all fathers. They're all grandfathers. They're all um, you know husbands. Sometimes mm. a lot of times. What was the what was the women <laughs> advice? Because uh, I would love to know. Well, yeah. well, they would just talk about like not taking things for granted, you know, because like I I had broken up with my girlfriend right before that trip. And so I was kind of like sad about it the yeah. whole time. And he would just always be like, hey, man, you got to realize like you might have really lost out on something, you know, like in the moment it seems good because you're on TV or you're going on this thing. He's like, but those low moments is when is when right. you realize who you love and what's important. And then in December, I had like kind of a problem, a death in the family. Yeah. And so it was very hard for me. And he was he was like really nice to me on the phone, just being like, seriously, like who'd you call first? And I called my ex-girlfriend. And like, and she was super cool with me. And like, she like came to the funeral with me and everything like that. And he was like, those are those moments that you realize like who's there. And like those mm-hmm. people that text you when this happened, those are your friends. Those are the people. And so he's like, and those are the people you should bring with you on these kind of like high moments too. And it took him a while to realize that he's with the love of his life now. Who was this again? Terry. Okay. Okay. And so he he just gave me like real wise. And you forget like this guy is just like a four time Super Bowl champion. It's a person. He, he, yeah, yeah. He's a human. He's a dad. He's a husband. He's like a man who's learned a lot of shit. You know. Fuck. Yeah, they're cool, man. All of them, and I'm close with all of them to this day. Still, uh, it was funny too. This is interesting because you know Henry Winkler. Yeah. Henry is like one of my favorite humans that's ever been put on earth. Yep. But when you get him like out of the country, you know, like there's a lot of fear sets in. He's a very neurotic guy, yeah. you know. So, yeah. like, so just jumble up that man's calendar and that man's mm-hmm. schedule. It makes him even funnier than he already is because he's just like, oh god, like he's I, even trying to be, or is it just that like it just neuroticism. Comes out. Yeah, he's a very just, funny yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. But then like you'd be like, hey, we're gonna go eat octopus that are still alive and still oh. moving, and he's just like, oh, oh geez. Is, it, is it gonna be? Uh, are they gonna put some sort of weird sauce on it that's gonna make? Seriously, I just uh, okay. he turns into like the stereotype of a. Jewish like yeah. woman, it's like the greatest. It's 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 really fun. And so like the, the show, I think people are gonna love the show. Have you seen cuts and yeah, I've it? seen um, the first few episodes, mm-hmm. and then I've seen like a ton of cuts that didn't make it and that did make it. And it's re- it, one thing I will say is it's not safe necessarily. Actually, it's absolutely safe. But that's usually like a negative term mm-hmm. in show business. But it's just fun. You get done going on, like that felt like a clean fun yeah. show. Like it, it doesn't ruffle any feathers. Did you have a favorite thing that you did? Uh, yeah, there's one place in Thailand. Hey, <laughs> it's called Panda Express. <laughs> no, everyone's going in to see this. And I don't want to say dumb, but after that's another thing. When you go to like Asia, you see a lot of temples, right? Yeah, oh uh, I just got back from China, and but, like yeah. after like the thirtieth temple, everyone's like, "Oh, isn't it beautiful?" You're like, you know what it looks like? <laughs> the other the 29 last twenty nine temples. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to be disrespectful, no. but good night. I don't yeah. even. Subscribe to this religion. Why would I still keep sure, being yeah. so awestruck by these temples? And one of the temples was in a cave and it had like a booty, a reclining Buddha, which was pretty. And they're all going, taking photos and pretending to be more respectful than they actually are. And but this one cave in the back opens up to like the nature, and they're like, oh, if you, you know, for the kids and stuff, you know, if you want to go up there, little kids aren't allowed. But like, you know, if if you're into the other kind of stuff, there's a bunch of monkeys come over there. And I was like, we're going to get a bunch of monkeys. And I'm like, yeah, there's like thousands of monkeys in that cave. So I go to the back of this cave. Dude, all these monkeys just started running up over the, the hill. There was like probably like 400 monkeys just in this cave that you can like oh, walk crap. around. And I was like, hey, be careful, though. You know, they're real dangerous and they bite and shit. And so none of them would come near me. I kept walking up to them. They would all leave and like yeah. hitch, hitch at me and stuff. And they were like, no, don't stand so close to yeah. them. So what I did is um, 
I found out that they love food like any other animal. They only care if you like food. Sure. Or if you have food. So I just went and got a ton of like little fruits and bananas and like, you know, lychee nuts and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I just put them all over my lap and on my head and on my arms. And I just went like this. I was like, hey, they like food. If I become food, they'll come up to me. I must have had 60 monkeys all like on me and I was just going like this like, I, was, like, I became Basi- like the monkey king basically it was like the scene of from Ace Ventura where he's like come to me my jungle yes, friends but all monkeys it was the greatest thing I've never been happier in this my life this is captured on video oh yeah they got it all oh that's and, amazing uh, is it in? it's in the show oh my god it's great dude. like the producers the heads if you ever want to watch like a network executives like lose their minds because they thought I was going to die because the monkeys were like breaking the skin on yeah, my yeah you're a liability yeah. and there's tons of poop everywhere man there's like just doo-doo all over me and then like i'm bleeding a little bit from them walking on me and then right, pulling right, right. at my skin and stuff but i'm just happy as hell i keep calling myself like the monkey president i was like i'm monkey president <laughs> <laughs> i was like so happy i like fantasize about coming back to my hotel and be like good night guys i'll see you in the morning when we're done shooting and then like going into my hotel and all the monkeys are living <laughs> with me I'm like their king. You're going to be like, you've seen that documentary Grizzly Man where yeah, the guy goes back and man. talks to the yeah. bears. You're going to go back and visit yeah. them. Just remember die. me, boys. Yeah. <laughs> back to business as usual. Yeah. Just don't get killed by the monkey uh, yeah. like you got killed incredible. by the grizzly bear. That's that awesome, That's my favorite man. thing I did at, you know in life. And that's, by the way, like, dude, that's, that is such a prime example of creating your own good luck and also making a stamp on your shit. Like, you get oh, put yeah. in these positions I'm and you've team. always been this way and yeah. you you go for it. Absolutely. You're fearless. And Absolutely. in this business, especially in comedy, you have to be fearless. But we've and- done it our whole lives. When you were in school, you've told me about how, like, you told me this great story once that I've, I've held on to a long time is that, like, the teacher asked you to do like to speak about something you're supposed to do a project about. Oh, it was a and you didn't yeah. speech you didn't class. prepare for it or anything. So you just started like talking about toast, right? Yeah. Because you know that you're like you can improv better than anyone else. You know yeah. that you're wittier than you were like a comedian before you're a comedian. Yeah. And so you just write like you know the thing is with toast, you can have it with butter. You can have, but you're doing it with such like inflection, <laughs> and the whole like crowd if, they get what you're doing. The yeah. whole audience there's laughing, or not yeah. audience, but like students they're like laughing. Basically, like they, if Morgan Freeman was. Yeah, talking about but toast. the teacher yeah. sees right through your bullshit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get out, Adam. Like yeah. that's not. It's real funny. Yeah. I know what you're doing. You didn't prepare. You didn't prepare, but you get people laugh, so you get a C. Exactly. Yeah. And and we've been doing it our whole lives. When yeah. you see a creative moment where you get to be funny, you, there's no regard for like the teacher's lesson plan or no. like, what they meant. You take the most of that moment. Uh, that's the same thing. Put me in a scenario. I'm gonna be. I'm going to be as funny as I can. I'm going to try my hardest to make it funny because that's what I'm good at. That's why you got me. Mm-hmm. If you just wanted some good-looking white guy, you could have found any asshole in this town. Sure, but like, sure. what I bring to the table is that I'm fun. And uh, You always know that when you go into these projects. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm just going to do whatever I want. And sometimes it doesn't work. Like, I was just on this wine tour, which is why I brought up Malibu Wines earlier. <laughs> and uh, they start with white wines, and then they drink red wines on the tour. It's like a natural progression because uh, for some reason you don't ever start with the red wines. I don't know why. So they're giving us things, and we get back in this, this truck that has like like 40 seats on and everyone's like listening to the dumb girl with her tour guide and she's like all right did everyone like the white wines and i just shouted yeah whites are the best (laughs) and everyone starts laughing but like the tour guide like doesn't know how to handle that sure no she's like this is a defining moment for me i meant the wines like yeah yeah, i know the wines yeah yeah Yeah. whites first you know (laughs) it just kept like going and I know it's not appropriate. Is there a bathroom for just the white wine right, drinkers? Right, right, right. I know it's not appropriate. I know that is there, it's is, not. Is, there, is, there, is there a room that just says whites only? Because right. I don't like those red wines. Yeah, but it's just hilarious. whites only. That's, yeah. that's all I care about is the, the being funny. I mean, yeah. like, the funny is, that's our intent. Yeah. Yes. 
and if and it, let's say that risk didn't work, and everyone's mm-hmm. like, "Fuck this guy, that was racist. I don't want to be on this tour anymore." I had to take that risk because sure. I was just trying to be funny. Like yeah. I didn't mean to hurt no one's feelings. I wasn't being disrespectful. I just yeah. I'm going for that laugh. I'm but guess going what? For that funny. A majority of the people, and I'm sure all those people on the tour laughed, and you started yeah. ta- shooting the shit with them, exactly. And you broke the ice. Yeah, they all get it, and they all laughed, and they all had a good time. And I actually became mm-hmm. pals with a lot of them. Of and course, like, yeah, it's just the- everybody wants that, and, and there's almost. I mean, not to get too deep about it, but there's almost a responsibility as a comedian, I feel like, in some social situations. And I find myself in a lot of them mm-hmm. where I kind of have to be the one to break the ice sure, on things. Like, to right, make I, it more... Yeah, co- you hey, be the fun guy. I, I want to do it to make myself comfortable right. at a place like... Like when I went with my mom, she's like, you got to come with me to the temple auction. Like, and just, I want to show you off my friends. And it was a bunch of old, oh. boring Jews. And it was fine. And they asked me some questions about the business. But then I felt like... I was like, I got to turn it on a little bit sure. just to... Show them like we can bust your balls and and not be so like well, this is so an you auction can enjoy it and it's professional yeah. Yeah. and as soon as I did that man some of these old Jews started loosening up and getting dirty with me yeah. and I was like dude if I hadn't like gone out of my way yeah. and not just had standard small talk like yeah no no it's um, it's good comedy's good and just that same yeah, bullshit that's not fun no yeah, they right. can get no. that at their work yes. no yeah they when they when they hear oh he's a comedian that's when they go oh this is gonna be good exactly I mean it's, it's the old it, I mean it, it's the old hacky thing where it's like oh you're a comedian. Tell me a joke, but that's what they're all that's hoping what we're good for. for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think like Ricky Gervais talked about this one time on Opie and Anthony, but like, because like I just did the Tonight Show and I did a joke about dyslexia. I said I found mm-hmm. out that I have dyslexia back in 2031, right? <laughs> and then the next line, brilliant joke by the way, me talking about how dumb I am. Yeah, mm-hmm. and all the like, not a lot of people, but there was people who were like. I didn't appreciate the dyslexia <sighs> jokes. Of course. Uh, my son is dyslexic. That's a stereotype that he's dumb. And then there was like a time on Girl Code, I made a joke about cutting my arm. And someone's like, I didn't appreciate the self-harm jokes because oh, I was once self. I hurt my arm. And now now that, you know, like what people are so sensitive about yeah. like something that's special to them. Yeah. But like I remember Rick Gervais was talking about Open Anthony. Like we joke about these things because it needs to be made light of. Because yeah. that's where the medicine is. They say laughter is the best medicine. You don't put medicine on things that aren't broken. Nobody's right. doing jokes about red balloons and confetti because that's not funny. We joke about alcoholism. Um, we joke about how Jeff, my mom was killed by a red balloon. Yeah, and, well, uh, let's make I, some jokes I about I it now. Really that's what we and Brad was born in a confetti factory. Yeah. So two things. It'd be like if you got on stage and never once referenced that you're a little person. Yeah. We want to hear it. We want to hear like your take. Exactly. We want to hear the Jewish. We yeah. want to hear like dumb guy. We want yeah. <laughs> we like fat comics joke about being fat. Yeah. Did it hurt their feelings? They're their whole fucking life, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but People now it's say helping. Shitty things, and now mm. they're empowered by it. Right. The same way you joke about alcoholism, or you joke about self harm, or well, oh, yeah, say, because if you if you say, "Oh man, I got this great joke. I woke up, I went to my job that I love, I came home to my wife who I love more than anything, and sucks. I and I kissed my kids goodnight, and then I and then I went to bed utterly and completely happy and fulfilled." Yeah. Where the fuck is the con? Like, th- there, there, there's yeah, no conflict there. There's no. There's nothing at risk. I, I I don't get the the people that just want us to cater our acts completely to make them happy. And it's like the person who got upset at your d- dyslexia joke didn't get upset at a black joke. Didn't, right. didn't get upset at all the jokes. It's just what's special to their little yeah, heart. What did exactly. What did you say that applied to me? What can I get offended about? It's very annoying. Yeah. And if you go around looking for reasons to be offended. You're you'll, gonna have a horrible find life, and you'll find a bunch. Yeah, yeah it's not exciting, as as opposed to just going, "Oh, this guy's trying to make me laugh. His intent is good. Sure, that's and, all it is." And I'm looking at him, and he's not he's not going out 
there saying we should kill all the dumb people. Right. No, yeah. he's just saying, eh, dumb, being dumb's fun. I think people like, and that's why comics should completely have like a carte blanche about whatever it is. Because yeah. e- let's even if we do miss the mark, like let's say you try to make a joke about rape and mm-hmm. it didn't work, he's still trying to be funny. We're trying. His only goal yes. was to make you laugh. No. He yeah. wasn't exactly. trying to ruffle exactly. your feathers. You know, so exactly. Um, I don't know. Maybe start talking about that. No, I, I mean, I, I want to know too, like. You know, and we've talked about this too. Like, do you think there's anything that's just off limits no, for joking? Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't think there's like I think you should have the freedom to try anything. I made a joke about female comedians, mm. and all the female comedians lost their mind, which yeah. I find very ironic because <laughs> aren't comedians the ones that are always professing that right. we're not supposed to, uh, you know, like have any? But evidently, to female comedians, the kind of jokes you're not allowed to make are about female, female comedians. comedians right. But when they get up there and talk about rape and uh, abortion and all the things that they're, they're groundbreaking sure but they're but they're not a, but like if i do that like this women's uh facebook page like went bonkers because i made a a, a joke mm-hmm. a joking post about female comedians on my facebook page and they like lost their mind it's like i'm friends with most of you ding-dongs yeah. what are you <laughs> mad at me for what was the uh i named all the f- successful female oh, comedians right. and then i wrote because people were I named in an like, uproar about there being a lack of yeah, attention for- like, i was like no there's a if you're a good sta- female stand-up comedian, you'll be discovered because I work at these networks and they're mm-hmm. looking. They're absolutely all of them are going. Where can we find five right. female? They're looking. They're, they're, you're getting a lot of opportunities. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's great. I think they should get more. I think they should. Like I'm n- in no way opposed to it. So I was just jokingly I listed all how many women are you know not only power women in the network but mm-hmm. power women on your screens where you see very funny women. Yeah, and I named like I must have named a like shit ton. seventy-five super talented. Which by the way is a, a, a bold of you to even. Like, but pe- people don't even like that you took a stance on it. Right, like, you're a Dude, I'm not allowed how, to joke about it. And right. then they spin it even to like, oh, how can you say it? Because you good-looking, funny white male, right. you have no problems. It's like, dude, you still got to put the work in. Absolutely. You can't just... Uh, dude, I remember seeing you giggles like, what, fucking eight, ten years ago, and it's like, you still... You've been grinding since. You can't. Nobody just gets. Well, what's interesting is that there's the so like the, I posted this thing. It's like 75 female names mm-hmm. that are really successful, funny yeah. girls. And I said, when are these female comedians going to catch a break? Yeah, you yeah. know that was the joke. Yeah. And these people went crazy. And one of the things that the girls like messaged me because I didn't mean to hurt nobody's feelings. I was just trying to be funny. Right. Um, was they said like, well, it's just so awful that you would think about female comedians like that. But what they forget is that I don't look like other comedians. There mm-hmm. is a great prejudice against the way I look in stand-up comedy. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, n- it helps me every other way in life. Like, I'm not complaining about the way I look, but I have chose the one profession that when I get on stage, people are like, fuck this guy, man. Yeah. He doesn't, he's not going to make me True. laugh. There's a prejudice against good-looking white guys yeah. like that mm-hmm. do comedy. So whenever I do get something, Let's say I'm on a show where I get put something. What is the first thing people say? Oh, well, he just got that because he's like a good-looking white guy. They dismiss all my hard work. They dismiss me getting up and writing. They think I'm lucky. Fuck that. It's not luck. This yeah. was a dream. This was a goal. This was me working hard, and I right. turned that fucking dream into reality. Yeah, yeah. in the and same in, in the same hard. way. All the, all the all those female female comedians that you named. Right. I mean, they they didn't get their jobs because yeah, I'm not lucky. Yeah, because they're like looking I'm, for a female. I, I they were funny. My ass off. And, right. But the same thing that happens to girls mm-hmm. when they get something. Maybe some moron will be like, "Oh, well, they probably are having sex with the right, the, right, the right. cast yeah. director. They probably having sex with so and so, and that's the only reason." And we're facing the similar battle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if you think about it, like, sure. I have to 
put up with people going, oh, he just got that because he's so and so, or he just got that because oh, we all whatever. do. We all, we all do in some way, shape, or form. Everyone yeah. everyone tries to come up with an excuse why that person got the thing right. and they didn't. And we're on the same team, man. Yeah. We should be on the same team, right? Yeah, I got my Showtime specials because I'm a dwarf, which is so ridiculous. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like you know how many dwarfs have Showtime specials? None, except for me. I know one, and yeah. I'm sitting with them. Yeah, and it has nothing. It's, do you think network executives are running around going, "Get us a dwarf"? That's funny. <laughs> it's not happening. No, you had a, I, you had a vision because I you wish they did made it happen. Right? And because it, because if someone was from you. yeah, because if someone was like, "We need a little person who's really." funny there's not that many of us yeah. and, I, and i would get more work how do we get to oz like that's not like, that's never well you should know you just got a wicked. shit ton. Yeah, yeah, exactly you know, like it's literally people just want to be even the tonight show think people are like oh we just got that because he's on better late than never mm-hmm. uh, that has it had nothing to do with that yeah. i've been grinding on Mike. that goal and i almost didn't want them to mention the show yeah because right. i was afraid so many comics would say and the same thing when oz and i can do that it was me cheryl burke nicole scherzinger sierra joe jonas and alan richson right yeah. i mean Easily the least famous person on that cast, but mm-hmm. NBC's like, dude, this guy's funny. Let's put him on. He's going to be a star, and if he's not a star, we'll make him a star. Mm-hmm. And I, the first day that that show was airing, I went to the Improv to like work out some stand-up set, and I won't name the comic. Uh, let's call him Eddie Ift. Sure. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> who's actually a pal of mine, but he did come up to me. He goes, oh, I saw that you're on that uh, that NBC show, and I was like, yeah, yeah, it's called I Can Do That. And he goes, like, what do you like the host or something? And in my mind, I was like, man, Ugh. fuck you, dude. Like, wh- mm. like you had to even take that away from me? That, like, <laughs> like you had to make it sound like you made it very dismissive. Yeah. Oh, what do you like, the host? And no, I'm not the host. Yeah. I'm the, one of the stars of the show. Marlon Wayans is the host. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just one of and the By the way, that person knew where you, what your role was on the show. I think so. They I just were like, didn't want to, they were too proud to be like, to, to engage in conversation about that and instead dismiss it and be like, yeah, yeah you, like, what are you doing? Like, I, I saw a clip. Or, oh, you're probably just host. Yeah. It's like, yeah. come on, man. Like, we're comics should be friends with each other. We should be like in this like fraternity. Like, it should be us all sticking together. Like, yeah. not... Worrying about each other and being mean to it—it just don't make no sense. Uh, I mean, I mean, and and we and we should, and we should all support each other. And because I want to support you, yeah. uh, I I have to know in case I need to harbor a fugitive in the near future. Yeah. Uh, do you still have a Mike Vanderjet jersey? I don't have it anymore. No, oh. that story is over. The story's ended. Okay. Um. Yeah. I don't know the story. Okay. And if you feel up to sharing it. Yeah, I've shared it so many okay. times. Okay, all right. Well, then uh, then let's not, because I want this to be a new... Yeah, this, yeah. I think like this whole podcast um, has been very... If you want to see it, it's on Comedy Central. Right, okay. And yep. it's on the website. It's oh, called, you did it on This Is Not Happening? Yes. Okay. It's on, on your website. Podcast. Yeah, it's on my website, jeffdye.com. Just go, just go there and... It'll immediately start playing yes, if you go to jeffdye.com. I will tell our listeners it is the damnedest story oh, you've thanks ever so much, heard. Man. Thank it's you very much. It's so crazy. Yeah, I feel like everyone on This Is Not Happening does like a lot of drugs and alcohol story. Right. And I've got a plenty of those. Yeah. But or Ari was like, you got to tell, which I think I had the first like crime story. Like I was the first one that just like, admitted to a felony. Wow. Like, um, yeah, here's my story. That As still- it was still going on. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I, think, I think you even start the set or you, you start you start the story on this not happening by saying uh, I'm kind of nervous telling this story because I might be convicted of a yeah, felony. I still might be going to jail for this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's very weird. But the 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 ending to that story, the sequel to that story, is that mm-hmm. me and Mike uh, Vanderjag. I uh, came to an agreement. I sent him the money. I sent him the jersey. Uh, we were going back and forth on the phone before mm-hmm. that. And he was like, well, you know, send me that jersey. And I was like, no, man. I'll send you the jersey and the money, which is grossly too much for framed jerseys, $2,500. Mm-hmm. If you send me a contract saying they're not going to press charges against me and brand. And mm-hmm. he goes, no, I'm pressing charges. And I was like, well, then I'm not giving you your jersey. 
I'm not gonna go to yeah. jail and right. and lose the, the yeah. right. What do you even like, keep the jersey? Yeah, and he's like, "Well, that's what's gonna happen." I was like, "All right, watch. You go ahead, do what you got to do, man." And I'll tell you what: if you do that, if you press charges, I'll go to jail. I'll do the crime. I'll do the time for the crime. But if you do that, you'll never see this jersey again. I'll set it on fire. I'll give it to some skank in L.A. You'll never see this jersey. <laughs> And he's like, and then he hangs up, and then literally, uh, you know, we got a fax of a contract uh, saying that, you know, if, as long as I, you know, give him the money and give him the jersey, that he won't press charges. There you go. So wow. that, You're in the clear. Yeah. Now we're good. Thank so God. I, so I don't, so I don't have to hide you in a basement anymore. No, but All that right. is, uh, yeah. I appreciate that. Though. <laughs> hey, I would, I would, and then uh, the, the other thing I wanted to ask you about because I just saw this on your Instagram. Uh, yeah, you did lip sync battle. I did it a couple days ago. So yeah. jealous. Want to yeah. do that so bad. It's so fun. What details can you share? Uh, I'm not sure what I can share. I'll tell you because I, I want to tell you the results, and because I've got like, some pretty funny stories about that. Mm. I will say it's like one of the most fun shows ever. I think yeah. I got it because Jimmy Fallon. I was on the like show on Wednesday, and mm-hmm. then before my car service, because Fallon produces leaving, it, right? Yeah, he's yeah. like the creator. So when the, like two days later when my car is leaving New York to go to the airport, like my agents are like calling me like, dude, you won't believe this. They want you to do lip sync battle, but it's tomorrow. Do you think you could do it? And like, I've got a new show coming out on Spike called That Awkward Game Show. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was a perfect marriage for them, like, because I'm on the channel. I'm on on the network now. And then Jimmy Fallon obviously is a a new friend of whatever. Yep. So I mean, what perfect. I mean, so how much time do you get to rehearse? Not much. It's pretty yeah. nerve-wracking. And I'm also the only idiot that picked two songs that he didn't know the words to. Oh, most, like, most people would <laughs> be like, doing? oh, this song I love and this song yeah. I love. Yeah. I went for like what the performance would be. Like My vision okay. was like, what how, what is going to like make them go, what the hell are we watching? Because that's a big part of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's all of Shock it. factor yeah. Yeah, 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 and a yeah. lot of like, and I was like thinking costumes. Like I didn't think about, so I picked the two most outrageous performances I could think of that mm-hmm. were different from each other cool. so people wouldn't expect it. Yeah. But I, uh, I then I was like stressed. Like, oh God, I don't know the words I, learn the like, words. I, was, I think I might be the only guy in the history of that show that was walking around with headphones and reading the lyrics off a paper bef- right before my performance. Wow. So you'll we'll see. But it went if, fine. Uh, That's yours, by the way. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. And then uh, how many times did LL Cool J lick his lips? <laughs> you know what's funny is he's like the nicest. Had you met him prior? Uh, I met him briefly once a long time ago, and it's so funny is that like I've I've worked with Spike a bunch of times, yeah. like on various things, and I'll always ask people like, "Who's your favorite celebrity that you met?" Because that's mm-hmm. a nice icebreaker just to get to know people. And ninety five percent of the people that work at Spike, I don't even bring up Todd. I don't even bring him up, mm-hmm. and they say, "Oh, my favorite celebrity I've ever met was LL Cool J." Really? Wow. He just. He's say, just friendly. Just he's one of those chill, nice guys. Super cool. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't think he's like too cool for school. He talks to everyone. That's why he's he keeps a, working. He's the nicest dude. That's why he hosts the damn Grammys every damn year. Kindness. That's it. It wins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, wait. So what's this Spike Game Show? Yeah. Uh, it's called That Awkward Game Show, and it's basically me being awkward, like making people uncomfortable. Perfect. But the actual game show aspect is the newlywed game. Mm-hmm. And um, so the newlywed game is like a wife and a husband have to answer questions about each other. Yep. Uh, and they win money for every right answer. That's the show, except with parents and kids. Oh, okay. So you play with your mom, or your mom plays with you, and you're basically asking real, answering really Ooh. embarrassing. Multiple so, like, are you asking like, when was the, when did you lose your virginity? Yeah, and then stuff they, like that. And they both like, have did to answer. Your daughter A oh, lose man. her virginity in the back of a cop car when she was. Uh, being weight for a MIP? Right. Did your daughter uh, streak through a Las Vegas uh, casino with all of her clothes off? Yeah. Did she... De- and these all these horrific things, and then they get it right. And even if they don't get it right, they learn a lot of new information about <laughs> oh them. Oh, my God. That's pretty cool. It's the only show that I would never play with my parents. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. These kids, I mean, do they... 
they're all willing, I guess, to yeah, they don't care. Find the stuff. Well, they're out. all in their 20s. They so it's be on like TV. they well, they also like it is kind of cool how you watch like the parents. Excuse me, and the kids bond. Like, like, like hey, learning those kind of things about weed, your mom. I smoked weed. Yeah, that I've actually been making a real push with like the the producers to not get father sons because mm. it's not as good. Like a father right, son, right, like they, right. they're like just proud of their son. Like, oh wow, you had sex with four girls at once. Like, high five. You're like, no, it's not supposed to be like that. Yeah, father daughter, and the, and the daughter says she had sex with five exactly. guys at once. That's like way better. TV. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, that's what we yeah. want. More horrific, or yeah. yeah. If I want to watch a dad son, and a son yeah. bond over like cool stuff, like just go get beers. They don't need to be on the show. We're trying right. to make entertaining, awkward, and have conversations that would never ever come up. Exactly. When oh, does that air? Uh, that won't be out till like Octoberish. Okay. Yeah, right. but that'll be a fun one. Yeah. Man, what a what a great year! It's gonna be so good. much work. It's gonna be fun. Um. All right. So better late than never. This will come out. This will be August. It's Monday. Yeah, August twenty third. NBC. What time? Yep. Um. It's Tuesdays. I don't know what time. All After right. uh, time. AGT. Great, yeah. great leading right leader. after AGT. Yeah, and, and and you got the Olympics happening right now, which get people to watch NBC. So. Do you watch yeah. the Olympics? I, I, you know, what's funny is I was like saying like I don't see why everyone's so into this, and then I turned it on last night at my hotel. It's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> I watched the volleyball. I watched the swimming. Well, of course you watched the volleyball. I'm telling you, man. I think that like just everything is good. I don't know. Like, it's like the weirdest opinion, but like I feel like hacky comedians are like Pokemon Go. Ugh. <laughs> Fuck that! That's enough. It's great. I download Pokemon Go. It's awesome. I get why people like it. You played it? Yeah. People are like Justin Bieber, man. Fuck you. And like you listen to like a Justin Bieber song, you're like, no, I get it. This guy's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> like anytime I try to hate something, I turn it on and I just love it. Right. Even the Olympics, I, I was thinking like I don't want to watch these birds play volleyball. It's mm-hmm. kind of strange. And then I started watching. I was got really into it. It was like so, really started a little USA chant yeah, in your room. Happy. Well, that's one thing I'm yeah. not crazy about the Olympics. Is like everyone. It makes everyone like so patriotic. A little too much. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't it think that's weird. good? Yeah, like when it's like Mariners versus Red Sox, I can be like, "Hey, fuck you, Boston fan," and he's like, "Fuck you, Mariner fan." And we're still getting beers and we're still happy. Right. right. But when you say like, "Fuck you, Uruguay," <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like they want to fight uh, you, you know? right? Like, and then and then like be, and like and then like because we're not we don't know too much. About the country, the only thing that we say to insult them is like incredibly racist. Yeah, exactly. It's like racist or oh my god, offensive because of like ah, uh, that's why Putin invaded you, Ukraine. Right. You're like, what the fuck? Like, it's way too this high is, stakes. This is gymnastics. Yeah. Like, who gives? A it's shit? way too high stakes. Yes. And I'm not like the most patriotic guy in the world too. Like, right. I'm big like world guy. Like, I just like human beings. Right. You're like, I don't well, give a shit about America. Well, fuck you, man. America's the greatest country in the world. I'm what? not that guy what? Cause at our, all. Because because our guy swam faster than the other guy. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> We're right. greatest. I've been to a bunch of countries. They're all great. Yeah, I, I fucking love Mexico, uh, Canada, cool. They all, Asia. Yeah, they all. I don't know if Asia's the country, times. but Hawaii, all of them. They're all <laughs> amazing. It's hey guys. Next guys, week on the Dumbs. Yeah, yeah next week on the Dumbs <laughs> is uh, gym, gymnastics might be the one for me that's like the most overwhelming, like physically. Like right. I can't imagine oh, flipping what? backwards and twisting in the flipping backwards already. I'm like I kind of did out. a trampoline yeah. once, yeah. and hit my head on the basketball hoop. Do you think in the future that they're gonna not let them use that like white chalk? Like eh, yeah, these birds, suspect, these man. girls have been cheating. You know, like, that's like PEDs for them. They're not cheating. They're they're jumping nine feet in the yeah. air doing four flips. There is like steroids, man. Shock's not. It's not helping. That. I can take steroids all day. I'm not going to hit a home run <laughs> in baseball. Yeah. So like uh, worrying about the wrong stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, it's absolutely incredible. And then and, and then and then my favorite part is like watching something like the diving or whatever and the these people do like eight flips with a twist it's in the insane, end man. and then with the one commentator is like ooh the legs were not at a perfect 180 it makes you wonder angle. how they're not more famous yeah, yeah. 
You're like, how are we not watching that all year round? I know, right? And then we 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 watch it just a little bit, and then it's the, the next Olympic is four years later. By then they're, they're too old, so then they all have to get jobs at Cirque du Soleil. We have to learn new ones. <laughs> yeah, we have to, like learn new names. Well, they keep adding a new Ugh. sport. Like golf just got added. Isn't that is... one with like guns? Yeah, we, we, we oh yeah, we, shoot. We we won our first gold medal in the air pistol co- uh, yeah, competition. Don't you think that should maybe uh, not be in this year? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's been it's like a little, or <laughs> we already knew America was good at shooting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it, it was kind of refreshing to see the words American shooter and then not cry yeah, right exactly. afterwards. Yeah, that was a yeah, big they, deal. I, yeah. We should have just kind of like bowed out on that one. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. See? See, they're better at it. Yeah, we're, we're not that good. <laughs> yeah, Oops, yeah. yeah, we lost. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah, my bad. Oh, oh darn. Yeah, next. <laughs> it does make me want to like hope that at some point they'll just run out of sports and just like really go to obscure categories like somebody who like is the best at like 90s movies quotes uh, or like some yeah. sort of like a back You'd and forth. You'd be a shoe-in for that. Yeah, I mean. You're just really hoping to get that gold metal, ain't you? <laughs> Adam and I will I gotta replace that. I don't know, uh, Muppet references? Sure. I wish that was a good yeah. I gotta replace that third place basketball trophy that's behind me. Yeah. Which, by the way, you suggested yes. we throw and break for a vine. Yeah. And I was like, no, I want to keep it. And guess what? It gets a lot of small talk when people, people love it. Huh? Sebastian Maniscal goes here and he goes, uh, just before we get going, uh, What's with the trophy? Oh, right. And, and I go, oh, yeah, basketball. And he goes, Sebastian's picking apart your wardrobe and your fucking apartment. <laughs> yeah. The hell's wrong with that guy? <laughs> Funniest dude. Yeah. He's yeah. the greatest, but come on. Yeah. <laughs> grilling people at the airport? What are you mad about? Uh, Does he walk around in a constant state it. of annoyance? Man. I don't do it, so no one should do it. <laughs> Jeff, it is so great because like we this always the best. we we always make these maps that like help guide us in case <laughs> yeah. like the conversation ever hits a low. I think I I I think we hit like two things on the map, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the and the yeah, only two things the were and the only two things were the plugs that we had to get in. Yeah, like well, you're glad. you're you're just a, you're just a great dude to hang out with. Very funny, and uh, everyone Thanks, should man. go watch Better Late Than Never, debuting August 23rd. Jeff.com. Yes. NBC. you're going to hit the road a bunch, yeah? yeah. I'm going to be on the road a little while. I'm going to try and do a little bit less this year. I think last year was like I was on the road way too much. Too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It got a burnout. Yep. It does. I mean, I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Braddy's on it all the time and like needs. We take a weekend off now. Yeah. I take a week off every month. Just, Did you? I have were this a while where you were doing like radio or something? Or did uh, I just get bad information? Oh, no. I was doing radio in San Francisco because I got burned out from the road. I was oh, like, okay. I need to get off the road and Smart. I, get a steady job. I took You're this like, radio job and then I had a, and then the first week waking up at four o'clock in the morning every day. I'm like, uh, let's get back on the, the road. Worst, right? let, yeah. let, let's go back to Des Moines. Yeah. I'd be no, talking yeah. to him at 7 45. He's like, all right, man, I got to go to bed soon. I was like, Ugh. what? <laughs> Who is this? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the opposite of comedy. Yeah, yeah it's sure. the exact opposite. So I'm, I'm now, now I'm thrilled to be going back to. Well, that makes me happy. Yeah, I don't want you doing radio. Whenever I hear something like a comic's doing radio, I'm like, oh, so we quit comedy? Yeah. What are you going to go? And also the first find like a seven o'clock set somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At like eight forty to be up at three a.m. It also was affecting the podcast because he'd come down. He still make a solid effort to fly down, and then we'd have, and then his jokes though would be like quick, like six a.m. zingers, and I was like, all right, man, we got to get you out of there. Yeah, and I talked to every guest like this the entire time. All right, Jeff died. Jeff died. Yeah. has got uh, Better Late Than Never debuting August 23rd on NBC. Hit out uh. the Peacock Network. <laughs> peacock, that's a yeah. funny word. Taylor Swift coming up next. <laughs> so, Wait, yes. We're not playing Taylor Swift next, bro. No. Yeah, so I'm really glad to be back in comic mode. And, uh, and, and Casey not... Kasem is dead. <laughs> That uh, makes me happy. No, yeah, because I like you shouldn't be. You'd be funny. You're funnier than all, all those radio people. They always think they're hilarious. Oh, I, probably I shouldn't be talking about this because like some, we have to like do no, press some are great. every week. Some are great. Some are fantastic. But uh, in doing in doing research for this, I watched a video of you and uh, like every comic, 
every comic should feel, watch this video feels this where you're doing an interview and the guy literally his <laughs> intro to you is our next guest and in this exact tone our next guest is a comedian Jeff Die <laughs> and then he paused and just kind of looked at you like well yeah <laughs> go <it's> so uncomfortable <laughs> and you're like oh so I just start with the funny now and you we, gave me what a great lead in Jeff Die you must do press all the time and know that <laughs> yeah. like these dudes they're funny or they they are like funny people so mm. they get very annoyed that someone's professionally funny is yeah. coming in yeah like, they don't enjoy that who doesn't they have to wake up at 4 a.m. very occasionally yeah. are happy to have you yeah right. you've got to like win them over <sighs> and then sometimes like you don't have witty quips about hey this happened and uh because they all get the same stories every morning right, right, like right, on right, like right. those printed papers yeah and, like a uh, man goes into starbucks and uh shits himself <laughs> Employees uh, took three hours to get them out. What do you guys think? Like that's yeah. What? Why are we talking about this? This isn't yeah. So they're very annoyed. So, so Jeff, you have any shit in yourself in Starbucks jokes? Yeah, up top of your head. So you're annoyed because you're like, I don't. Why am I doing this? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. The club's annoyed that you didn't like get in there and just launch right into your TV clean material. Right, right, it's right. It's just a very weird yeah. environment. I was thrilled when uh, in, in the brief time that I was doing radio. I was thrilled whenever comics come in. I'd be like, Oh, oh really? thank. God. Oh, I like that. Oh, thank God. Because somebody now, can mix it up with. Yeah, because now now someone can serve. You believe they were funny. And yeah, knew the system. Yeah. And then like and then like sometimes my co-host would want to do certain things and I, and I would be the voice of reason as a yeah. comp be like no 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 do not ask a comedian to do that yeah. that's not good oh uh, see that's and great I would ask every comic do you, do you want me to lead you in do you want to just talk do you want to just great. like what's best for you the, every decision has, should have a guy that's like that who gets how we work right my right, best right. friend Brian Moot is yeah. uh, doing Brian radio Moot. in Atlanta now yeah. and that guy like I've, I haven't even listened to a show. I mean, obviously, I don't live over there. But my every day, I guess, secretly hope, like, man, I gotta get out of this radio job mood. Like, I don't want you. Like, you're a comedian. We're comedians. Yeah, let's go. But He's married now. Out, He's if got... you found out that I just like started driving Uber, like, it's great. Pays <laughs> awesome. Like you wouldn't encourage it. No, you'd be like, it. no, stop yeah. it. It's but I think you know he, he's good at it. I think, he, and that I mean that accompanying with married, right? That's yeah, like got a now it's consistency. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Know, we're comics. Yeah. I don't. I hope that you never see me in like. And I'm just going. Oh, I gave that up. Yeah, I'm happy well, now. No, because like, you no. won't have chances to meet Beyonce dressed as Storm. Well, that's what I'm you... saying, man. Comedy <laughs> gave me everything. I went from like living in a car. Like that's comedy, right. like put. Food on the table. It's put women in my bed. It's put a roof over my head. It's literally mm-hmm. given me everything I've ever. You know, people are nice to me now because yeah. I'm a comedian. <laughs> people buy me beers. Like, uh, you know, like we're also nice. We're also nice to you because you're dumb. You make us feel yeah, a lot better. Nice. Yeah. Look, whatever it takes. <laughs>
for listening to the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice.